Just a few film nerds breaking out of a rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're Measuring Flicks Hello everyone, welcome to Measuring Flicks, I am Carl Hartley I'm Max Peterson, and this is our, welcome to February, mm. Valentine's Day month uh, so, Everyone falls in love in February Oh my god, do they ever And out so, of love, and sometimes they get really depressed and eat a whole box of chocolates by themselves Right, and then, you know, you got the chocolate shits for days Days it's and just days bad, Just some bad days. month Okay, so this is our, actually, this is the last month of season one Holy of fuck, Measuring dude. Flicks I know, I'm, I was thinking about it last night, and I was like because I was I spawned this flick last night and I was like we have three movies left and then uh, the shootout an award show and we're done with season one that's crazy I don't I even like understand we were, I feel how like we, we got were here just talking about Westerns. in the mouth of madness oh my god our episode one yeah yeah I the other day I was like we did uh, I was like raising Arizona one last last shootout and I was like no, no it won the first shootout first one we've done three now I'm like whoa we're deep into season <laughs> one man so okay the theme of the month is blue Valentines. Mm-hmm. Now, if you listen to last week's episode, you know that Carl and I kind of found a sneaky way to because we last month was Sofia Coppola month. It was the that was the challenging month of the season. If we're going to give an award to like challenging month, <laughs> most we should, most challenging, most challenging director might be yeah. not a bad yeah. one to think about. But so th- so we we decided we were going to try and sneakily put in one more Sofia Coppola mm-hmm. movie. So we started this month with the theme is Blue Valentines. It's downbeat love movies, <laughs> which I don't know why we decided to end on a month of depressing films. Oh, no. We were a couple martinis in at the bar, yeah, I think. Yeah, we were at work. <laughs> but, <laughs> it was a slow Sunday. It was a fucking real <laughs> slow Sunday. So um, so we did one more We did one more Sofia Coppola movie. It's 2003. Lost in Translation, arguably the movie of hers that the most people have seen. Yes. This is probably her most w- widely acclaimed film. Mm-hmm. It did win this the best screenplay, screenplay award, which I had brought the screenplay to the to the recording, so we can talk about it if we nice. want to. So, um, it pretty much the cast is Bill Murray, Scarlett Johansson, and who's the who's her husband? You know his name. Uh, he was did the voiceover for Virgin. Suicide. Giovanni Giovanni Ribisi. Giovanni Giovanni Ribisi. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this conversation with two things really fast. Okay. One, I watched this movie with Bird. Okay. Bird really hated this movie and was very vocal about it while we watched mm-hmm. it. Okay. So there's there's yeah. the there's the first thing. Second thing, I don't know if you read. Did you read any trivia? Nope. Okay. Bird read some trivia. And what Bird told me before I sat down to spin this for the first time since college. Wait, wait, wait. Let me make your mic hot. Okay, your mic's hot. Yay. Bird's gonna hot s- mic. Bird's yes. gonna say it. All right, about that plot. The trivia or thing. That you- mostly about Charlotte, the character of Charlotte. Who's Charlotte? Charlotte is Scarlett Johansson. Charlotte is Scarlett. Oh, she is. It's a semi-autobiographical film ah. about Sofia Coppola. Right. Hmm. So she wrote. Apparently, wrote the character of Charlotte. As herself. herself, she wrote herself into that. that and that husband is, is Spike Jones, right? So the the Giovanni Ribici character. I know, is Spike right? Jones. That's okay, exactly my face. Wait. Okay. So what what do you want to say? Say anything you want to say because you're just bursting. You are jumping. Go. I hated this movie. Are you going to be on this? 
Make him on the show. No, uh, do you want this? Not the really. Whole no. show? You already have one. <laughs> to be honest, no. I got. I'm fighting one person this time I got around. The, I got the macked pretty fucking hard here. Okay. Yeah. All right. Continue. <sighs> she just. She makes me so mad. Sophia Coppola yes. or Charlotte or yes. yeah, I guess. Yes. Okay. okay. Continue. Yeah. And she just. I said it when we were watching the movie. She's all about navel gazing. And it drives me absolutely bonkers. For those of you who are like me, who don't, who didn't really know what the term meant last, I've always heard it, but I'm like, okay, navel, I need to know. Navel gazing? Navel gazing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I need to know what the fuck this means, because I hear it constantly, and I'm always, I do that stupid thing mm-hmm. you do where you're like, yeah, totally, but you don't know what the fuck that Should means. I, no, okay. here's, so here's okay. basically what it means. It means a preoccupation or a preoccupation with or love of self-long, self-indulgent, self-examination like examination of like your inner thoughts and feelings mm-hmm. it's long diatribes sitting and talking about what you feel and how you are and who you are navel gazing is like looking in it means like looking inwards for a really long and tedious okay. amount of time so that's navel gazing and she's just she's so self-absorbed what's really funny like, is remember that article i was telling you about the critics on mm-hmm. sofia coppola navel gazing pops up in there oh, she's <laughs> constantly criticized for navel gazing continue which i didn't i this so, yeah. Didn't read these. Keep going. Yeah, well, I, I I didn't know about any of those criticisms either when we were doing the Bling Ring episode and the Marie Antoinette episode, where we basically hit all of her most common criticisms without realizing it. But sorry, mm. do your thing. Yeah, she really has a thing for like very pale blonde women, which she's not blonde. Mm-mm. No, she's not. She's a brunette. It's yep. not that she's not pale. I guess she has. She is know. pretty pale. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I just I. <sighs> I was just so irritated the whole time. Like she Italian, yeah, I yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Coppola. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was in Japan, like Japan is one of the places on my quote-unquote bucket list. I said it I last. I think night. that's a note that I have the most. Ah. For. You are in fucking Japan. Okay, hold on. Okay. Like we'll get there, man. Okay, uh, here, let me get it out of the way. I fucking loved this movie. Absolutely loved it. I know you did. Absolutely love it. Oh my god, I love this movie. Sorry, Bird, continue. Oh my god. So, Carl, you and I are going somewhere today, baby. Is he singing on? He just doesn't have your mic on the whole show. So anyway, I would have just sing it, crank crank the game down to zero. Be like, Carl, you're being awful quiet. In my mic, you're like, no, I actually really hated the film. And I'm like, anyway, I tell you what. No, sorry. Do your thing so that me and Carl can get me out of the way. Well, yeah, we. We gotta, we gotta get. Look, I understand. You're probably gonna hit a lot of Carl's notes, mm-hmm. and I want to lock yeah. horns with this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I'm really excited. Oh. Okay, uh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I think the same things that she does well in other films is still happening in this film. You know, it's still absolutely a beautiful film. Yes. It's visually an accomplishment uh, yeah. for sure. Um, as I was reading through the trivia, um, they say that the very first shot, the opening shot of, of her, her laying down, the peach. is a reference to a painting, mm. which is something that came up in Marie Antoinette. Um, Pastel do we bridges. have a note about it? Yeah. It's page one. Uh, fade in. Exterior Narita Airport, which I uh, we hear the sound of a plane landing over black. So we do hear that sound of the plane. We don't actually get the Narita Airport. Right, that's no, just for, for, for that's how you right. do it in the in a screenplay. So our first shot is actually page on page two. Interior Charlotte's room, night. We get it during the day, but the back of a girl in pink underwear. She leans at a big window looking out over Tokyo. So I, my first note on the film is Scarlett Johansson's butt is in the screenplay. Um, 
And just really quickly to talk about like the, the visual element of this film, that opening shot, that long shot of just Scarlett Johansson laying on her side, pink underwear, tr- vaguely translucent mm-hmm. pink underwear, that is absolutely Man, spellbinding. She and it's has not a thing for pastels. Yeah, she does. But it's not just, pastel britches is what I have. Yeah, but it's it's and it's not. It is Scarlett Johansson's ass, which is attractive. Yeah, nice to look at. But it's not that. There's there is something visually beautiful about that. And you were saying mm-hmm. it's a reference to a painting. Yes, it makes more sense. Right, it makes sense. There, when I was looking at it, I'm like. Like right off, right out the gates, first couple frames, I'm like, oh, it's beautiful. Like mm-hmm. the the co- the shot composition, so beautiful. The colors, everything's right. Everything's right there. It reminded me of the opening shot of Shame, where it's mm. just, oh, well, not the opening shot, but the shot when Michael Fassbender gets out of bed yeah. and we stay on the sheets, and what we're looking at is the sheets and the shadows, and that's beautiful for mm. some reason. This reminded me of that, which I know is very high praise because it's. You know, one of my one of my favorite films by Steve McQueen. But uh, sorry, continue. Yeah, I I wish I was more versed in art history mm-hmm. because I feel like an artist, an artist's artist, would get a lot more out of these films mm-hmm. um, because I feel like sh- that's something that she does quite a lot. Quite a bit. Yeah, and it just kind of flies over the layman's head, mm-hmm. and I've just been able to catch like catch the, the little... most famous mm-hmm. ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course that thing is well, happening. Marie Antoinette was loaded up with that stuff. <clears throat> At least two references, right. yeah. All right. Um, I hated the relationship between <laughs> Bob and Charlotte. It made me super uncomfortable and what'd, angry. What did you think of Bill Murray? It bummed me out, dude. Like, sad Bill Murray is like the worst, saddest thing he bummed me out too. Carl? I did not like it. Not so much. He didn't. He didn't. He did not bum me out. I have thoughts about all of that that I'll that I'll get into we'll, about Bill Murray and we'll his dive performance. Deep. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, and I just I didn't believe the, um, the romance. No. Because okay. I was like, you're not allowed to be jealous of somebody that you don't even know. Right. Okay. And you I don't scene, have right, yeah. oh, a relationship busy. with right. and. Right. There's a he has a response line in the screenplay. I I read this fairly recently. The screenplay, um, and I honestly think in a I honestly think this screenplay deserved it. Best screenplay. This is this is beautiful. Like the the way that this is written is absolutely beautiful, Um, and I think the movie delivers. I know you disagree, but he has a response line when she says, "I think I see that you're busy." He says, "I don't want to be," which is anyway. Continue. Did that make mm. it to the film? It didn't. It didn't. No. Well, that would have been a. He stays quiet. That would have added a little more. Oh, a so lot back of, to the. A lot of the differences, by the way, were ad libbed, and Sofia Coppola preferred the ad libs. Okay. So. Well, that, you have Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. You have Bill Murray. He's working, doing work. So he's doing yeah. Work, yeah. There's a lot of Bill Murray's stuff because I just read this. A lot of Bill Murray's lines, like. And you I've can ho- tell. I hope you fat enough to drink. It's gonna take courage. That's not in the screenplay. Right. That's that's Bill Murray just doing work <laughs> and doing Bill Murray. Sorry. Continue, Bill. Um. Back to the being in Japan thing. Right. Um, so it turns out that she chose to come with her husband to go to Japan. She could have stayed home, but she chose to go with him. And then she just like boohoo's and woe is me the whole time. in the hotel the whole time. You're in one of the most amazing like, cities in one of the most amazing countries, nations in the world with so much just go offer. fucking walk go. around. My first fucking note is go for a fucking walk or something. You're in goddamn Japan. Maybe she does, though. Bunch does of she? Yeah. She doesn't in there. At, no, she doesn't. She fucking ambles around. 
and but wishes she was here somewhere else. The whole time, she's, she's in her never. Head the whole she time. Sta- I went to a monastery today, and it was. And I don't know if I'm happy with my marriage. I'm going to cry on the phone. And then I'm going to go to an arcade and kind of look around. She doesn't engage with her environment no. at all. Okay. Yeah, in she calls least. her friend, mm-hmm. and she's like, yeah. "I didn't feel anything. Something's wrong with me." Boo hoo. Right. Fuck that. <sighs> All right. So what if it was ex- what if it was made explicit at the beginning of the film in a really gauche way that would wreck the movie? Right, but yeah. what if let's say we make it explicit rather than implicit right at the beginning of the film that Charlotte has a mental illness? Would we still be having these same complaints? If right off the bat, well, yeah, we would. Charlotte, yeah. So if Charlotte has crushing clinical depression and is at, at any moment, well, that changes the whole tone of it. I don't think it does. I think what we see and we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it when Bird's done because I, I want to yeah. go deep and I want to hit notes. Do you want to sit in on the whole episode? As somebody who has depression. Right. I'm still mad at her. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm like, okay, come on. I identified super strongly with Charlotte. I've had exactly this thing happen. Yeah. I've been, okay. in, I've been in New York. I've I didn't make, sh- I didn't make a certain phone call or a FaceTime for three days because I couldn't open my phone. Right, right, right. And I'm in my own home on my own phone that I'm ultimately like familiar with. Right. If I'm in another country, maybe I'm a little bit so none of that, paralyzed by not going outside. I don't know. I, so I I really strongly identified with with Charlotte. I've had this thing happen. I had this happen in Scotland. While we were in Scotland. Oh, I know. We you you walk to the edge of this beautiful cliff and you look out over the ocean. And you're in Scotland, and the mists are rolling in, and you're surrounded by verdure, this beautiful green, this lush green, and the rocks, and the smell of the sea, and you just don't feel anything. And then you kind of, like, time skips, and now you're back in the Airbnb, and you're upstairs, and you're like, what did I do today? Mm -hmm. You're in fucking Scotland. You know, you're in this like legendarily beautiful place. And mo- honestly, most of the time I was, I did connect with Scotland. Right, I'm yeah. like, these castles are beautiful. But mm-hmm. I had moments like that. I had moments like that in France where I'm in, when I was 20, 21, 20, 20. I was 20 when I was in France and I'm in these cathedrals. And we have to remember that Charlotte's very young. She's like yeah. 22, 23. So you're in these beautiful cathedrals that are 500, 800 years old. And there's this stillness there's this it's it's like the monastery she goes to this monastery that's maybe a thousand years old and she's watching these ancient practices so i'm standing i've had this happen and i'm standing in these cathedrals and i'm looking they're vast they're vast beyond anything mm-hmm. you that exists in the states they're so huge and i'm standing there and you just you you do that thing where you're like connect with this feel something like this is important well, come on give me but mm-hmm. you can't and then you feel defeated and dejected and you walk out into the street and you hear people speaking French and it just kind of nothing. And again, this came in phases. Like my trip to France was amazing. Right. But I had these moments, these moments where like you, you suddenly just disconnect from everything and you're, you're like, you're like, why, why am I, can't I make this mean something to me? This was, I thought this we was. We talked a, about exactly that when we were in Scotland about how I felt like I should have felt more mm. about being in like my ancestral right, land yeah. and seeing um, like the town that my father or my grandfather grew up in. Right, like I should have I felt that I should have felt something and just didn't. Yeah. And she has a really strong, her whole family, your whole family has a really strong Scottish identity. Like there, there's a lot of Scotland talk. We, we went on the trip, but like right. but even for years before that, it's always like the tartan, like Alan's looking, her brother Alan's looking for like the, their family tartan mm-hmm. and they trace their genealogy. And we did, we went to the town where her grandfather grew up and it was just like, 
It was, okay. just, a it was just kind of sad. We talked about it mm. at, in, um, on the trip. And I, I thought that the reason I was feeling that way is I had built it up in my mind to be something and great. The, and I was going right. to have this magical, like supernatural connection. And I was going right. to feel grounded and at home. And But it's just, it's just Scotland. I mean, it's another place. But it's did, not magical. Right. It's, well, sky. I, I, sky was magical. Sky is magic. That's a whole other thing, though. That's mm-hmm. nor, super northern Scotland. It's right. It's uh, it's the end of Skyfall. All of the end of Skyfall mm-hmm. takes place in Sky. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, dude! Like, oh my god, a lot of it's this, stunning. I didn't have any moments where I was in Sky where I was like, I'm like, I wish I could feel something. But a, a lot of like this, the villages and the coastal stuff, I was just like, I'm like, this should be hitting me really right. hard, mm-hmm. and it's not. The sky was. So yeah, I'm I'm not like I didn't go full Charlotte on the trip right. where I'm just like listening to self help things and like uh, against the window, mm-hmm. but but I was able to identify with it. Yeah, I guess that I'm just in a point <clears throat> in my life right now, maybe because we all we've talked about it before. You bring your own things to movies mm-hmm. that you watch. Definitely, it's this just it, this movie. Ex- hmm, how do I how do I want to put this? I I the constant. Okay, I think I have it. Okay. <laughs> The entire time watching this movie, I felt like I could be doing something better mm-hmm. than watching. Like the I guy. was wasting my time. Okay. Because she was wasting her time. Charlotte. Oh, I thought you meant or like Sofia Coppola. Both. Okay. Yeah. I'm it ta- just felt like for just for the so, sake of clarity and discussion, right. let's forget for a moment that this is a vaguely Romana Clef movie. Mm-hmm. Let's pretend that this is utterly fiction. Charlotte is not a stand-in for Sofia Coppola. Right, because so I didn't I, know that until twenty minutes right, ago. Right. So. so when I say Sofia Coppola, I mean her as the a director, director working on this. Charlotte, and when I say Charlotte, I mean Charlotte the character. Divorced from the two, because that was actually an issue we had with Virgin Suicides mm-hmm. was d- divorcing our conception of Sofia Coppola as an artist right. from the other stuff we'd seen. Right. But anyway, so where are we at? Where you you still had stuff to go? I was just I wanted to clarify. No, no, got you. No, it's just like because it was so like her staring out of the window and not going on a walk and like fuck going the. It was frustrating to me, mm-hmm. incredibly frustrating actually, because then it made me feel like what am I doing? Is fucking sitting here watching this movie? If I'm if you're not going to show me something, then I'm going to do something else because I have other better things to do than to look at nothing right now. Okay, and um. But she's showing you that. It's because this character, Charlotte, is like surrounded by things that could be fulfilling, but not. I mean, we just talked about being in Scotland and not finding that. But right. But I was finding that watching this, I'm like, Jesus Christ, fucking show me something. Like, this is... I feel like I could be doing something. I Yeah. You're way, this movie's wasting my time. Mm-hmm. I was I getting felt. Marie Antoinette, like, rich people Rich people with problems. Things. Yeah, rich people with board is like, very much... And Bill Murray, and this is the thing, I'll say it now, so maybe it can be like a talking point on this discussion. Okay. So I have a question for you. Yeah. Because um, I have certain feelings on Bill Murray and his performance. Just I love fucking Bill Murray. Right. So does this movie work if someone else plays Bob? If it's not Bill no. Murray? It doesn't work. It doesn't, no. No. You, and, and this I, movie is shit. But I also... Okay. I think that this... All right, really cool. Okay, one, when you finish, no, your point, hit another criticism and then I'll no, say no, something nice. No, no, it actually isn't a criticism. Hit something nice. Sophia then Coppola specifically wrote that part for, for Bill him? Murray okay. and said that if he was not going to take it, she, she wouldn't, wouldn't even have filmed All it. Right, so I don't think this movie works without Bill Murray, but I also don't think it works without Scarlett Johansson. Now I know, I know that Charlotte is like the she's like this. The character is interchangeable, like with anybody. Like there's nothing. 
interesting think? going. Yeah. I, don't, I don't agree. Okay, so here's I, now. I know you guys are probably this is probably the end of the show right here. The end of the, <laughs> this will be the end of the podcast. But should I bow out? You do whatever you want. But I had a moment watching this movie last night, where about halfway through, I am going to, I put this film, I put Lost in Translation on par with The Virgin Suicides for me. Okay. And. Now, okay, here's where it's going to get controversial, where you're going to be... I think I might get hit here in a second. No, it's all good. Well, if you don't hit me, I'll be insulted. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but oh no. My. Okay, oh, so I had I had a moment last night where we've talked about all through Sofia Coppola months. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't, I don't get it. I'm grappling. I'm struggling so hard to understand you, the, the, the Sofia Coppola. Yeah. I'm trying to understand you as a director. I can't do it. I'm... I, you are you're making movies in this glass box and I can see them happening but I can't fucking get in. I'm right. just banging on the outside. Last night halfway through Lost in Translation, I got it. Oh shit. I had a moment. I and it's it's still here. I have it. I know now. I I was watching this movie and no, okay. It, uh, on Voodoo, I gave The Bling Ring half a star, mm-hmm. okay? To to give you an idea of what this I literally had an epiphany moment where suddenly you know, like, it's like these two rivers running side by side. Sophia Coppola's here and I'm here. Right. I, I've, I hit the river, man. Oh, shit. I, I literally understood what she was doing. And I, when I understood what she was doing in Lost in Translation and the Virgin's, I think it was watching the Virgin mm-hmm. Suicides kind of like softened me up. It brought some of my, my critical fences down okay, a little. Okay, okay. And when I hit Lost in Translation, because I was a little more open, because I'd just seen that, and because I knew that I liked this when I was young, and I've recently read the screenplay and liked it again, again, and I know I love Bill Murray, and I know I love Scarlett Johansson, again, those defenses came down. My gloves were low. Okay. And I, I, I clicked. I clicked with this movie, and clicking there, I did a quick like cataloging in sure. my head. And I think... I would now I look I still don't like the bling ring it's the movie's kind of infuriating those mm. people are infuriating but I think I understand what the, you know those, there's a bunch of positive mm-hmm. reviews and a lot of them are like there's really subtle poetry going on blah 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 and we were like shitting all over that I think I would give the movie like two stars now mm. which look that's still a bad review but it's reviewing a movie again through the lens of a better movie though now it, you're bringing the baggage the other way mm-hmm. it's it wasn't it's not the baggage of the movie it's understanding it's understanding Sophia Coppola I, I, her voice I understood her voice okay. and I understood her point of view she's looking she there's a I mean you can you all these movies have a really similar tone except for the beguiled which is kind of a right. weird one but like I I suddenly it was oh my god dude it's I don't know how to say it right but there was like you know when you overlay photos you know you can mm-hmm. like or you you have like an overlay in a film it was like Sofia Coppola's head and my head and boom, I got it dude I I had this fucking epiphany moment where wow. I was like I understand what you're thinking and I understand why you're showing me what you're showing me what it means I know what they're feeling mm-hmm. it was amazing it was an absolutely and you know what I've had this moment I've not, I've never had this moment with a movie before but usually I can get into a movie really easily this was rewarding because I have for so long just I'm like this fly just beating against right. a window and I've been fucking just ripping my hair out over these movies so to finally after five films get it all of a sudden and be like Oh shit! You, this is this, and that's this, and I know what you're. The bling ring, I don't think, is very well executed, but I understand 
some of what she's doing there now. So that's okay. I'm, I'll keep it with Lost in Translation, but I, I did want to, I wanted to get it out there. Hmm. I think I really, on the whole, including the bling ring, which I think is a misstep, right? Mm-hmm. On the whole. I think I like Sofia Coppola as a wow. director. Now, so can you let us in on what she's yeah, doing? What's, what, what's the wow, that was shitty. Doing with a capital D. Yeah, I know, but don't be mean, okay? So, look, I... I, I want to get it. I want to I, get it. I like, don't think... And I, I, it might just be me, because we talk about all the time when you're looking at art, you bring you to the art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You bring yourself to it. I probably... I know Bird has life experiences that I have no access to. Right. So when Bird watches stuff, it'll hit her a way that it cannot ever possibly hit me. Right. She just doesn't have, or I just don't have those experiences of hers. Ditto with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you grew up in the 70s and 80s. I have no actual access to the 70s or 80s. Right. I don't think that this is a, a story of two people falling in love. I don't I don't think well it doesn't even read that way. So it, I don't think that it is either. It doesn't. It's not, but you guys say you have a problem with a romance. I don't see... There is no for me. There's there is no, no romance. romance. Here, though. There's no. no love. This this is. It's. Mm. I I wrote down. This is people taking shelter in each other. So, oh God, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. This is what I. This is what I think it is. And I have, as you can see, I have quite. No, a, it's, I have a I, lot of notes. Well, I have a page and a quarter of notes, and we can we can yeah. we can go through them. But on the whole. Scarlet, not Scarlet, Charlotte. <laughs> Scarlet, Charlotte. So, Charlotte and Bill are unable to. Charlotte and Bob. Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? Woo! Charlotte and Bob are unable to sleep. You've you've experienced jet lag. Yeah, absolutely. jet lag is the worst feeling ever. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're going crazy. Yes. Because it's pitch black and you're wide awake, and then it's daytime and you, it everything feels like a dream. So. So another like you're in another, and you're also in a new here. Right. Japan so and, and jet lag. So I wrote down Japan. I have a note. Japan is just a way to isolate your characters. The purpose of Japan is not to show us how beautiful and cool Japan is. It it is functioning as. They are at sea because this culture and this society are so vastly different than what they're used to and uh, that they are they've become isolated. Like, think about it. This movie actually has a cast of like hundreds of people. Yeah, there's Japanese people all through this movie, but they are none of them stick with you because they're not meant to. They're meant to be the sea of unfamiliarity that Bob and Charlotte are bobbing in. You know, they're floating around in Mm -hmm. this world that. Has they where they are utterly isolated, and that's what I like about it. Charlotte moves through Japan, and she looks at this temple, and they also approach it from different directions. Because Bob is in his forties, fifties, he's early fifty or something like that. They go. He's going through a midlife crisis by his own admission, and with what I think is kind of funny dialogue by Charlotte, although Bird really didn't like it. Um, So Bob's moving through it, having. He's been to Japan before. He's been all over the world before. Mm-hmm. So the reason that Japan doesn't matter to him is he's been so many places that nothing holds wonder anymore. He's like this dead. But I feel like the the his cab ride in. He's he's tired, but he has this like childlike wonder looking up the billboards and everything. And like he's, there's a real sort of like awe that that's happening in the very beginning when he's taking the cab to his hotel. But I, and he, I think it's prime. I think part of it is sleepiness, though, too, because he gets to the hotel, he gets everyone's 
cards and he says hey well you guys get to sleep i'm sure you're tired and in the elevator ride up we see him falling asleep on his feet mm-hmm. it's a really actually a kind of a cool bit of physical acting by bill murray because it's not like he's falling over on people it's really subtle he like leans forward and then you see him like have a little like jerk and he stands back up yeah, my note on that is bill murray makes a boring uh elevator trip kind of interesting i would watch a movie of just bill murray bored in tokyo Oh wait. wait. Yeah, that's what Lost in Translation is. No, I know that's but, fine. Oh, but <laughs> but but so Bill Murray in my read on it was they it's it's interesting to see people approaching the world. From cuz they're both they both start with a clean slate. Mm-hmm. None of them are neither of them are Japanese. So watching both of them approach the world together and then or, or separately and then approach it together in tandem mm-hmm. is really interesting. Bill Murray kind of Personally, I think kind of deadened to this whole thing. Like he's just kind of like the tiny razor just bums him out. The short shower just bums him out. The Japanese director, which I think is one of the funniest scenes ever put on film, that first Suntory whiskey mm. commercial where the Japanese director talks for like three minutes and then she's like, look at the camera and say Suntory time. And he's like, is that all he like said? More than is that, that all he said for real? So like. Bill Murray's reaction mostly is just like surliness and like fuck this and mm-hmm. there's a there's a bit on when he's on the phone with his agent he's like no you're not listening to me I'm on a plane on Thursday I need to get out get of me here. Out of here right the first one of the first things he says to Scarlett Johansson is I'm organizing a prison break you know well, first we're gonna get out of this hotel then out, out of the, the city, city then out of the country are you in so he's like I got to escape he did not come here by choice. He wants to be working in a play somewhere or yeah, on I a movie. I could be doing a play, but they're paying him $2 million to, to do a whiskey endorse ad. Tory Whiskey. So he's not here by choice. Charlotte is. Poor dude being paid $2 million to... <sighs> yeah, but... Oh, rich people yeah. problems. To only have... Stop them. picking at the table, bro. Well, there's a little... <laughs> Leave it alone. But okay, but I mean, you remember you remember in Greek theater, there was... You didn't write... You didn't ever write plays about normal people because they weren't interesting. Right. Like, it goes back to... All the way to the beginning of theater, you, you show extraordinary people. Mm-hmm. So, like, is... Do we... No, I don't want to get... I don't want to get defensive, but... No, no, I'm trying funny. not to, but I was going to say, like, do you do you get... When you watch James Bond, are you like, oh, poor... Because James Bond He's said, not rich, though. He's wearing costumes that are provided him by the government to fit a role. He's fairly explicitly he's a, wealthy. I don't. I don't think so. Bond. What? He's, he's a an gover- orphan. He's a government agent the, and an orphan. In the view, no, not think, in the books. He makes oh, a massive salary. Uh, he oh, he owns a he owns like a 1901 Bentley that he keeps meticulously restored. He owns several houses. Like, and even if he's not, who cares if what he actually owns? Right. He's living the life that lifestyle. But he's doing interesting things. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's an he's interesting doing character. We don't have he's to. Argue. Do, he's doing things. I. Th- yeah, that's but... the difference for me. If it, you can be rich, just do things. Don't be like, ooh. No, I'm interested. That's not interesting. No, I'm interested. I'm interested in how these characters approach the world. They're both given. They're both given a set of of complete unknowns. Okay. And watching how they approach it is fascinating. It's. I read this not as long, boring shit. I read this as looking as a as a micro as a a micro character study on these people. Bob hates every. Bob is frustrated. He hates this. His marriage is falling apart. Japan sucks. I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Charlotte comes there by, and he's there against his will. Charlotte comes by choice, and seems to experience it in a similar way. Mm-hmm. She's a. We find out like Bill Murray is a jaded, older, kind of cynical actor. Charlotte is a philosophy major who just graduated and has just recently been married. 
to a very famous they're, uh, photographer. They're right moving there. in different directions through life. Bill Murray in this movie is on his way down. Mm-hmm. He's in a downward slump and Charlotte is reaching as hard as she can up. And watching them both do that, Charlotte goes out and she's like, I'm a philosophy major. My whole thing is that the world means things and mm-hmm. let's go look at meaning. And she's but she's in that she can't find it. It's that fishbowl thing. She's she's sitting in the window and she's looking out and Tokyo means nothing. She goes and walks out into it and sees she sees a she sees a temple and they're doing their ritual. They're the, the, the it's Buddhist monks. She's looking at I think they're actually yeah, they're Buddhist monks. She's watching Buddhist monks. She comes home, she calls her friend and she's like, "I was at this Buddhist monastery earlier and I didn't feel anything." And then the kid starts crying and, "Oh, I got it. Can I call you?" "Oh, no, it's fine. I'm good. I'll call you back." And she hangs up and she cries. And then she goes out and she goes to a, an arcade and she's like, "This is okay. This is strange." Like but this is this isn't heightened. This is the people, the real people. Mm-hmm. Let me apply my my young twenty something wonder to this and make it mean something. And she just can't. She's she's unplugged from the world. She's totally disconnected. No matter how many people are around her, it doesn't matter. She's she's isolated and insulated from everything, and she just feels blank and numb. Like the fact that she's listening to this like self actualized like you are. Beautiful and can be she's part like of the. She's like listening to the the five. Uh, she's listening to like or, the right, secret yeah. or yeah, whatever, secret, yeah. you know. She's so she's spinning that, and she's just like, oh god. I, and then there's a great bit of dialogue where he's she's like, I just don't know what I want to, what I'm supposed to be yet, you know. Right. And there's one of my favorite moments is the end, and I know that you you will probably disagree with me, but there's no, a great moment where they're laying in bed together near the end, separately, just kind of mm-hmm. laying there. They're and both she goes, kind of tired and sleepy. And he, she goes, I'm stuck. And fuck, dude, I wrote down. I think this is some of the most honest, excellent writing in film I've ever seen. I love the performances. I said, this is Sofia Coppola's depth. It's I know. I know. Look, I know. No, no, I'm, it's I'm, two people laying in bed and they're mm-hmm. talking about a lot of surface stuff where it's like, I'm stuck. Was that duck on water? You think? Uh, yeah, a little bit where she, he goes, she goes, um. Does it get? She's like, I'm only. She's like, I'm stuck. Does this get? Does it get easier? And Bill Murray goes, He has. I love his fucking line. He goes, No. Yes, it does get easier. And that we see as they start to bump into each other more and more, Mm -hmm. and then go and experience Japan together, not as like lovers or, but as they start to experience the world together. That's when Japan starts opening up for both of them. Right. Remember, there, there's he hates. She has it. friends that live there too. Right, but her, but she avoids her friends until until they Bill Murray are together. Right. Then when they experience like the karaoke thing, they she doesn't go. She doesn't leave with her friends. When this her friends go to the strip club, they fuck right off out of that strip club without their friends to go experience Japan together. It's like, Here I go. When they're at the karaoke bar, her friends keep playing and she leaves first. Bill Murray follows her out and they have this one of the most beautiful moments I've seen on film where they share the cigarette outside the karaoke booth. She she takes a drag off a cigarette. Bill Murray takes it, takes a hit, hands it back to her, takes a drag, pans it back to her. And she leans her head on his shoulder and he raises his hands like in the that cesura before he makes the decision to right. do I put my arm around her or not? And he folds his hands over his knee. It's fucking beautiful it's just okay bird you're biting back really hard against something let me finish my note on them in bed and then do your thing but um i absolutely love the vulnerability of them in bed 
where she go she rolls towards him and she's like what about marriage and he goes marriage is hard marriage you know we used to have fun bill murray hasn't been honest with himself at all in the movie ever he he like lydia's calling him and like what color carpet do you want i like the burgundy, burgundy right. and he's like which one's burgundy and then she's Every sending man him ever she's sending him faxes <laughs> I don't know what is. <laughs> Sending him faxes of like bookshelves and shit And every time he talks to her uh, whatever, whatever you want Hey can I, do you want Do you want to hey, She calls him Hey do you want to talk to your son Yeah I do uh, I just ran screaming into the other room It's fine It's yeah, fine It's okay yep. Is Bill Murray's not looking at himself Bill Murray's moving through life like stunted and dead But after he starts hanging out with Charlotte And the two of them start experiencing Japan together When he calls his wife She goes Hey, they're out of the burgundy. What color do you want? And he's in the tub and he's just like, he's like, I got to say something. So he goes, whatever you want. And then he pauses and he goes, I'm completely lost. She goes, it's just carpet, Bob. And he goes, that's not what I mean. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to get. I want to get healthy. I want to start. He doesn't Japanese food. He doesn't know. He doesn't know what needs to change. But he knows that he's not happy when he's not with Charlotte, and somehow he feels alive in those. When he calls his wife drunk, yes, that was a bad decision. He calls her just to tell her, like, man, do you remember that though? Do you yeah. remember calling to be like, oh, and we went to this house and it was so beautiful. There was all these guys there and they were playing this cool music. I should have known what that music was. Right, I wish no, you'd been there. I'll fig- I'll bring some home to you. And yeah, Bob, look, I got things to do. I'm glad you're having a good time. Okay. He's man, it's I don't know. I I've I've been I've been in this place. I've been in these people's shoes. I've been in that spot where you're just you you're disconnected from everything. Actually, kind of when I first time I met you, where all I did was work out and study and like whole months would go by and I wouldn't I hadn't done anything in like months right. it was just like I'd study and go to the gym and that was it I wasn't like doing anything mm-hmm. and then you get that weird this movie is for some people unpalatably existential I get that I totally get that but man if you, I wish I want to put you in my head I for know. a second I, mean, I, 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 wanna, I, yeah. I slipped into that slipstream and I was like this is I know these feelings. I know these people. I know this despair. Mm-hmm. I know this blankness. The thought then maybe is like I'm I'm avoiding going there because I've been there and I really don't care to go back there again, even through experiencing it, in, experiencing it through their eyes, right. through these characters. Because I'm like, no, I've been there, done that. I'm just I'm fine. <laughs> like I don't know. Like maybe I'm. There's a touch of Bert, avoidance. You, you had a thing, rock and roll. Do do your thing. Um, I would say that both the characters of Bob and Charlotte are unlikable, extremely, in my opinion. Okay. Bob is very rude and yeah. flippant. He's a rude old actor. Disrespectful. That knows he's on the, yeah, like the the Scott when the the guys say, "Hey, aren't you that? Aren't you that guy?" Like, yeah, yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. And they like he leaves. All right, bye then. But I also kind of understand that. See you, like, Bob. If you're, see you, Bob. Yeah. He's, the most, unlike- he's the-, the most unlikable Bill Murray I've ever seen. Really? And Bill Murray yeah. is fucking right? the most likable like man on the planet. Is, I, I think this is the most honest Bill Murray I, I've ever seen. I'm a big fan of this yeah, Bill I know. Murray. I know. 
It's okay. Dude, no, it's, it's okay cool. to not be. It's like, cool. It's yeah. it's all good. Like, and we can talk about the differences between those that that as well. Like, Ghostbusters is probably the funnest Bill Murray I've ever sure. seen. Sure. What about Bob? Is a hilarious Bill mm-hmm. Murray. But how often do you actually? Like Broken Flowers is a very honest Bill Murray. How? Yeah, but that's exactly exactly. So how often do you like? Everyone loves Bill Murray. Yes. Everyone loves Bill Murray. I love Bill Murray and I love I'm not saying like Ghostbusters there's no truth in Ghostbusters right. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is like how often do you see Bill Murray be like hey aren't you Bob Harris and Bill Murray being like oh fuck yeah that's me how often do you see Bill Murray in the moments between hey I'm Bill Murray all Net- the time because he's on the chive yeah, yeah. On the chive? Anyways, but he's he's he's, he's like famously very oh. great with fans. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, and he's like he's crashed weddings and yeah. he goes and joins like golf trios yeah, and stuff. Exactly, yeah. I know. And in in real life, Bill Murray is that. But every once I've I'm f- endlessly fascinated by tired Bill Murray. Hmm. I like. I, you have a thing though for like older. Past their prime men I do In situations Men who have been Worn down to Almost nothing by the world Really appeal to me Because look I'm tw- I'm 28 And I know this I know how this sounds Coming out of my mouth But that's how I feel A lot of the time hmm. I think partly That's due to depression Right You sure. When you wake up And you feel I feel like all three of us At the table are Pretty much on the same page well, there. We fucking like, all, yeah. every, everyone, everyone gets depressed, dude. Like it's this, it's this weird thing where they're like clinical depression's on the rise. I'm no, like, I don't get depressed. I'm just sort of always in that in the sea of right to one extreme or the other. The tide goes in, the tide goes out. But yeah, it's always. I don't. It's always there. I don't identify. I I never identify with like the young young buck gunslinger. But I always every time I see the guy who's just like. Oh God! Okay, I've got to do this. Fuck. All right. We've also me, romanticized that as a culture. That's true too. What? The older, tired man who is still capable mm-hmm. and that's the the unforgiven Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Right. But my my favorite thing about this is that Bill Murray is in no way capable. Like he doesn't get the commercials right. No, he doesn't get the photos very, right. Yeah. His marriage has failed. He f- even fucks up the what is supposed to be the 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 focus of the film. He f- almost totally destroys his relationship with Charlotte. He hates himself. Mm-hmm. Bill Murray is an utter failure, and that's what draws me to him. That's what makes again. Him I think it's to because me. I think it's maybe not so much to the fault of the film. Is just like I don't want to watch this kind of depressing movie right now because I'm I get I, it because I deal with depression and anxiety and watching a movie like this is like it's knocking on the door of it and you're seeing it in a fictionalized world I'm like mm-hmm. mm, no I deal with this enough already right now so that's that's on me that's not on the movie like I get that no I so it's no go ahead it's, it's just one of those things where the the show me something yeah though I do completely I do completely understand where both of you are coming from absolutely i i think there's a world where i watch this movie and i don't have it was literally like a click moment mm-hmm. you could i could almost feel my brain click and i'm a little i mean a little jealous of that just because i want to i want to like see that like just like, wow. right but i i say it's just I, what i'm saying is i think it's just as likely that i watch this movie and i I miss something or I take a note and I look back up and the moment passes and I, I end up exactly where you are, which is like, oh, it's the, it's Marie Antoinette again or, oh, it's the bling ring again, where it's just like 
Sofia Coppola is watching two depressed people being bored. Because I can't get the it's bored rich people out of my head, and I just don't fucking care. Yeah, I so because like you brought up Bond, but Bond is doing things. Okay, if it wasn't make it not rich people, because where specifically does poor people boring isn't poor poor people bored isn't interesting either. I guess it's maybe even like less so and or closer to home. Closer to home, like oh, I don't have to watch this because as I'm bored. It's, do my life like, yeah. like, I don't read this as bored though That I think that I think that was the biggest I, Not the biggest I, How do you describe a feeling Oh I know I, I think it was There was a subtle shift Where I realized I'm not watching bored people I'm watching Isolated and alone people People with real problems Struggling to connect yeah. Cause You know it's when you're bored, you know, it, I mean, there's a there's literally a French word that means the feeling of the bling ring and Marie Antoinette's ennui, yeah. which is a particularly depressed boredom. You're bored and depressed, even though you're surrounded by stuff that could interest you. Right. And it's this this oppressive feeling. And you're like nothing. Matt. It's very it's a very existential feeling. Right. But watching this, I don't think Bill Murray's bored in Japan. Bill Murray's just Unable to connect with anything He's he's a man who is slowly like um, um, What the hell's the word Where you solidified It's not, it's not the word He's calcified Calcifying yeah Bill Murray has like calcified He I mean in that They're laying in bed you know, Like we used to have fun Lydia used to come to the movies She used to she come used to with come me While I'd shoot stuff, the yeah. movies And we'd laugh That's it dude What a fucking awesome line She'd come to the movies. She'd come with me when I shot the movies, and we'd laugh. That's it. It's not like, and we'd go and see things. It's just I had a connection with a human once, and that connection's gone. And Charlotte has this, this same thing that I, I, I latched onto, which was like, so what'd you study? I'm a philosophy major. Oh, there's a lot of money in that. Yeah, right. Which so is a that's fun, funny line. Yeah. That is a funny line. But then there's like, so like, what are you gonna do? And haven't decided yet And then that I'm stuck thing Where she's like I thought I wanted to be a writer But I don't like what I write I don't like I hate what I write Hold on really quick And then I'll um, I don't like what I write And then I did that I, I did a photography thing But Every girl's got the photography phase It's like horses Stupid pictures of your feet And Dude Come on man Like I'm I'm 28 And I've had that moment Where I'm like I, I, sh- I, I should be a novelist, but I just can't finish a novel. I should write short stories, but they just keep getting rejected. I should be a musician, but I, you know, my albums, you know, I put I put stuff online. And am I that good? It's that I get that uncertainty and that weird feeling of like falling through an endless nothing with no net, it, or like just floating downstream with no direction and with no one nearby. That isolated, disconnected empty feeling i'm really familiar with it and it it resonated strongly with me not in a way where i was like and now i'm back to that place but i was like i've been exactly where you are i i sorry i feel that it's more than that though i feel like they're almost being self-destructive in in bill murray's case like kind of overtly Mm -hmm. actually um like they could be doing things to change their situation or better their situation or themselves and they're purposely not doing it. And a lot of us do that. Like people just don't so do the things that It's extremely frustrating. Yeah, it is. As a person that deals with that, it is extremely frustrating. Right. And but it, but also on the same yeah. thing, on the same time, it's like at the, at the same time. It's like you could wake up in the morning, right? 
and you could wake up in the morning and you could do your yoga and you could do your 20 minutes of meditation and then the next day you could do your exercises and then do your meditation you could come downstairs and make your kale broccoli smoothie we all know exactly what we need to do to take care of our mental health our physical health and our bodies we set a timer and we do our work and then we go to our job like we know all of us at this table know these are the 10 things that if i do them every day i'll be successful happy and healthy but we don't do them no we really don't we actually sometimes take action to intentionally not do them. Oh my god, I'm like master procrastinator. Man. I don't, and I'm something I'm stru- I'm reading a book right now called "Don't Fuck Yourself." That's where I, uh, no, un- it's called <laughs> unfuck, "Unfuck Yourself." yourself. Yeah. <laughs> don't fuck yourself. I mean, fuck yourself ahead, all fuck you yourself. Fuck, fuck yourself all you want. Actually, I think that's something you can fuck yourself all you want. That's great. <laughs> As Perfect. long as it helps you, unfuck your you life, you should probably be fucking yourself more. You'd be happier person. Oh. But it's like it's like it's that thing though. You know, it's like there, I have nothing to be depressed about. I'm with one of the most amazing humans I've ever met in my life, and I get to marry her. Ditto. I already did marry mine. Oh. I didn't marry right? Danielle. Don't worry. No, that's okay. She's good. I have a healthy theater life. I have a podcast I love doing. I'm 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 writing and I'm writing, like projects are coming up, but I'm just like I'm. Tr- Sometimes I feel like intentionally pushing the wrong buttons right. to fuck it all up. Absolutely. I'm like, why am I doing that? And that right there is why I like Lost in Translation. Okay. Because watching it, because what happened? Shit. Because. Ouch. <laughs> oh. <sighs> I thought Carl was having an aneurysm for a second. No. I had like a panic. Sorry. No, <laughs> Rango. Cook. I think I saw a little bit of what you saw. Sorry, I wasn't having. I think no, it's good, dude. Sorry, I scared you. Sorry, sorry. sorry. This is the second episode in a row where I felt like my heart beat faster. Like, (laughs) no, I saw. I'm not the whole way. Right, right. But but I saw a little bit of. I think that what you saw. It's like, fuck yeah, she's like got a window into that. Right, like whole. It's you have the app. The Japan's there. Right, fucking take a walk. But you just I don't, don't fucking want to. Right. Why am I not taking this walk? <laughs> right. Why did I not get on that fucking FaceTime with people I spent two years with? Yes. Why yes. didn't I open my fucking phone? The phone is there. The FaceTime is there with these people that I love. They're a family that I spent two years with. But you didn't just... do it. Didn't fucking do it. I sat there sad, alone, depressed. Maybe that's the real reason I hate this movie. Why? Is you because relate? I don't you want one like, more thing to be like... To be, I want one more thing the opposite direction to be pushing me and like motivate me like right. Atomic Blonde like right. here's this kick ass girl who's like doing all yeah, this shit I like think that's you like, want to be that because I didn't I'm a, not offended by I'm pushing away from it because I'm like Mm-mm, I already have too much of that already working in my also I thought it was boring yeah well there's the boredom <laughs> you can't not fix the boring <laughs> in it because it's really fucking boring but I think from I, th- I will I'll come a little bit more on that side okay. of there's more going on here than just the, rich people that are bored. Yeah, and it is autobiographical. Did you in have a way. hand? Like, sorry. Yeah, but it's it's unrelated to the current conversation. Uh, okay, no, go, go for it. Can we go back to something we were talking mm-hmm. about? Please. Sorry. Sorry again. That I, no, dude. I, I, Carl. That's the that moment is the reason I do love this show so yeah. much is because we get to places like that where. Like the first time you showed me Terry Gilliam and I sat down and you were like, I'm I'm Carl Hartley and I was like, I'm broken forever <laughs> and beautifully yes. melded back to like we have those moments, dude. And that's what one of the things I fucking love about film is 
we'll get to, I swear but like <laughs> you sp- you spin a movie and s- sometimes you're like what a great movie but every once in a hundred and twenty five hundred movies yeah. you sit and the credits roll and the screen goes black and your you're still on your couch yeah. and you're like the first time I ever wa- the first time I watched it, only lovers left alive yeah. but Me like too, you're just sitting there out. and you're like what the where the world is a different thing now it's a really powerful medium mm-hmm. it's a really powerful medium I live for fucking moments like that dude go sorry Okay, so the whole Charlotte and Bob romantic thing. You guys disagree with me on that. Which is what? Oh, you think it is a romance? I think it is romantic. Okay. Um, I think Bob is being that self-destructive person. Um, but I think that Charlotte is feeling neglected by her husband. Mm-hmm. And she's looking for somebody to comfort her and make her feel emotional and accepted and loved Mm. and cared about and she goes and she seeks it out in him i definitely think that that is something that's happening there and he's yeah she does approach him quite doing it he wants to do it but he's not doing it and i think there's also the layer of he's a famous movie star right that she probably saw growing up Mm -hmm. so there's Probably some sort of attraction there, other than the I need somebody to love. If me. it was, if it was just a random <clears throat> person at the bar that was attractive, it wouldn't be the same as oh, that's that's a that's an actor that I recognize right. from. That's Humphrey Bogart at the bar over right. there. He hasn't done anything in a few years. What are we, what was, what's he doing in Japan? I, I hear his, his his marriage with Lauren Bacall is kind of on the rocks right now. Mm. That would have to fucking go through your head, yeah. Right? Like if I was at a bar with Keanu Reeves, like we right, talked yeah, about yeah. recently. I would totally be like, oh, damn, there's right. Keanu Reeves. If I could make a move, I totally would. Right, right, right. You know, he'd shoot me down like <laughs> 10 times out of 10. But the, <laughs> but I think it's also important to remember that it's not <clears throat> Keanu Reeves. It's, 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 give me, it's John Goodman. No, mm-hmm. Nothing against, by the way. Well, no, I, I, I still not, think he's I an attractive the, man. I draw the comparison with like a Humphrey Bogart. Like he's. Because you got the the super attractive like Cary Grants and things like that. And Bogart falls on the like he's attractive, but in a very interesting sort of way as, as Bill Murray is. And right. They're the similar like I almost don't buy Bill Murray talks about these in the movie Lost in Translation. His character Bob did his own stunts and is an action sort of like I don't really buy that. Right. But then I thought, well, no, like Humphrey Bogart was in a bunch of like actiony sort of things, and that he pulled that off. So I'm my parallel is like this is a modern version of like. Humphrey Bogart is th- sitting at the bar. Right. I mean, Sean. Con- I think Sean Connery Sean- in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen right. did a lot of his own stunts, but he's in- Sean yeah. Connery's not a good example because Sean Connery is stunningly attractive, yeah. even in even in- dreamy as a young right, man, yeah. and- as an, an old, man. old man. Right. But it's it. There is something kind of we talked about it in the shit. It's a Patreon episode, so I can't reference it. But like d- doubt, not not dowdy, but he's a little like worn at the cuffs. Mm-hmm. You know. Like, he looks tired a lot of the time. Yeah. And in a lot of chunks of this movie, he's got, like, the day's makeup, like, the eye the makeup on. And it on, just yeah. looks, he looks very weird. He looks, like, cadaverous in some scenes of this movie. I think, I think you're on, I, I, I agree with the tone. I, she totally presents herself to him. But mm-hmm. wait, I, I agree with the tone of of that that comment, which is, like, she's not getting anything at all from her husband. Her husband is like, you know, she, they're disconnected. They're it's like gears that aren't meshing. Mm-hmm. And with Charlotte, it's the whole world is the rest of the gears, and she's like, find a place, give me a place mm-hmm. in the transmission. <laughs> I don't car metaphors, mm-hmm. but 
But that's what I like about her and Bill Murray clicking. There's a shitload. That, but it's important to remember that they're in a bar, right? So Bill Murray is there. Those two young guys he's talking to, hotter. Everyone else in the bar, pretty much mm-hmm. hotter. Yeah. So, and we, there's this, the, I love the fact that Charlotte is utterly unenamored with the this fame life her her like because she's with a, a hot shit photographer who's right. shooting rock bands all the time and she meets a female like lead of it and she's not like it's it's not bling ring where it's like oh my god a star hey like tell me about your juice she's cleanse. definitely like, jealous of her though there's definitely jealousy happening there because it's her husband yeah and I think, but I think in a weird, okay, here's a multi-layered thing is, yeah, she's jealous because this guy's flirt, this girl's flirting with her husband, but she's also jealous because her husband's paying attention to this woman. Her In the hotel room, we see her husband be like, so it was at this shoot today, right? And like, they're wearing like all these clothes and they're looking like rock stars, but they're really skinny. And you know, like, what do you think? And she goes, yeah. And he goes, that's what I said. And anyways, blah, 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 blah. She says one word. He's... He talks at her and around and her, around her yeah. and he moves in space around her. But the only interactions ever like, oh, I got to go. I love you. Oh, I love. Bye. If yeah. she wanted to fix that relationship, she could have. Yeah, but she doesn't. But that's not the movie we're watching. I know. Like, you can, it's so like, easy to go. This is a this is something I struggle with. I think actually we struggle with, which is like when we're watching movies. OK, if we're wa- we can say, yeah, but if only Vito Corleone had blah, 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 the Godfather would. Yeah, but that's not what we're watching. We're watching right. the Godfather. You know what I mean? It's like but it's almost impossible not to do that. Well, this would have been better if I, like, that's part of the whole. So we can go like, OK, if Peter Parker stopped that, stop that mugger, man. His yeah, fucking ben uncle would, would still have be been alive, dead, yeah. but he didn't. Right. Like he didn't. And we're watching him live with those choices. It, let's say Charlotte is like this ennui laden early 20 something intellectual and she just can't summon up the strength to address the problems in her marriage. Even if that is what we're watching, that's what we're watching. Right. You know, um, one of the things that I love about the, the vapid. What's her name? That actress. Um, you said her name last Anna night. Kendrick. Oh, the it's one that, that pops Anna in. Anna Faris. Anna Faris. Anna Faris. Yes. Okay. So I do have an interesting note about that. So with the bling ring, the, one of our complaints was like being sort of enamored with that Hollywood lifestyle and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I will give Sophia credit here with this actress character. And if she is clearly being very... Um, Bitchy? Uh, well, no, she's like vapid. Vap- well, she is oh, vapid. I was thinking, but of it's also, a, but I think Sophia Coppola is being very critical of that in, because of the ways, like, because one of the things she says, the actress interview for her uh, the action movie addresses some of the shallow things that we, the shallowness that we discussed in Bling Ring. <laughs> When she's Reeves. talking about we both we, have two dogs, we both have two dogs, and we live in LA, so we have, so like, we have so like a lot in common. common. But it's not like in the bling ring where it's like, oh my God, no, she's actually like, no, that's right. So we do have this. This is like a criticism of that and like how shallow that actress is, the Anna Faris character. And we're continuing, we continue to be showed how, how fucking shallow she is. Oh my God. But like their conversation at dinner in the hotel bar with the photographers and her is the most disgusting and fucking there's infuriating a, conversation mm, and it's intentionally it's intentionally intentionally so, so. there's a moment it's my right, favorite like bit because there's some oh my god because there's something going on here's there's what I, here's what i think it is <laughs> there's a moment happening. when she 
Charlotte is becomes bored. Yes. Right. Because here's what it is: her husband has her husband lives here. Mm-hmm. Charlotte is a philosophy major and and she wants to feel so Charlotte is also here but she's looking at she's she's sounding for depth she's trying to find depth her husband just doesn't have any no, so it's all shallow she tries to talk to her husband and he's like yeah 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 uh, I see this was an annoying conversation and why yeah 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 because there's just a lot of like yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. but when but, he hits with Anna Ferris then it's like they're they freaking, click yeah because they're I don't think it's that they're shallow though they are I think it's that they're oh my god I stink OPU they, right. they're I think they're just intellectual midgets no that's what it is they're just stupid they don't have any yeah and then she's smarter than that she's like wow she wants two people are really she she doesn't know anything more but she wants to and Mm -hmm. can't find it and that's frustrating because oh my god here's the moment at the at the they don't even know the difference between anorexia and bulimia and she signs in as uh 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 evelyn wah evil evelyn wah who's a man yeah. She she just uses the name because she read it somewhere. She read it somewhere right. And what's her husband's response? Uh Jesus Charlotte, not everyone went to Yale. Right? Like I thought that was a good like okay, so she's dumb. So she's dumb. Yeah. Just be nice to her. She's stupid. Well, but yeah, but that's a problem that I have personally. Be nice with stupid people. Yeah. Okay. Hard, so when they're sitting at the table in the bar and they're having the conversation with Anna Ferris and she goes, "Wait, everybody listen." <laughs> right? That's a that is a, one of her lines. I'm saying this is for real. Right. This is word for word. Hey, wait, everybody listen. I just did this power cleanse. You've promised me you try it. Promise me you try my power cleanse. And that right there was like one of the moments where I was like I understand Charlotte's mm-hmm. problems. Yeah. Which is like this woman made a statement. Everyone listen to me. And you're like, boom, you're back. You're like, she's about to say something important. And you're like, ooh, wait. here it comes. Something that a human's going to say that matters in a human way. I just did a power cleanse. And her husband is like, oh my God, a power cleanse. And the guy to her left who's like, I add reverb to this. It's like, to really make it like fat on the track, yo. And Charlotte's sitting there like, wow. You don't, nothing you say matters. My husband is a shallow, like, scum on a pond and okay here what's your big bit of wisdom a power cleanse okay so she's sitting you're right at a table of like intellectual dwarfs you and again oh you and i just when we when we watched big for the patreon episode we had this talk where you go to a party and everyone's like well you know we had a pretty good return conversation great return this year you know we're up six points and you're like i literally don't fucking care okay what do you guys have to say and they're like well you know actually i've just been trading recently and uh i just bought some property out and i'm like again don't okay. care. Moving on. We've go. You got something on it's, your. It's just all oh, rich people and their problems. Mm-hmm. Well, right, but but the rich people in in that analogy there are the not you and I, not me and right. Carl. The rich people are the people who are sitting and talking about their power cleanses and their politics and their I just bought property and the how many points their stocks went up and down. Do you see the new motors uh, that, I, that I put on my skiff? is great. They're 500 horsepower. It's right. the 425 that I had last. Pretty great. Okay, so Charlotte's married to a rich guy and Bob is a rich man mm-hmm. because he's an actor. But you can see both of them like 
you can see both of them walking through that party looking for something that's not those conversations. Yeah. So, okay, rich people and their problems. Oh, they're rich and he's sad. I'm so bummed for him. But there, I, I struggle with that, too, because sometimes I'm like, oh, they're humans, too, though, with feelings. All right. It's I'm, kind of I promise I'm not using Except this. Except characters Except in a movie. Characters I, pr- in a movie, I promise yeah. I'm not. Yeah, that, it's, I, was reading right, Elmore, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was reading Elmore Leonard the other day, and I turned to Bird, and I was like, I'm like, I don't like him. He's he keeps shooting horses. And Bird's like, it's a book. He didn't shoot any horses. Right. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No horses here. But like, OK, I promise. I swear to you, I'm not using this in a cheap way. I'm using it because this was the first time that I really can, had a concept of this. OK, rich people with their problems. Oh, you're rich and famous and you're sad. Oh, boo hoo. Anthony Bourdain. Mm-hmm. Robin, Robin Williams. Williams. We're not fair. No, we're not. We're judgmental. As we're fuck. very judgmental. I, I, but I, I only say that because I shit, struggled shit, with shit, that shit, too. Shit, shit. I, I, I'm poor Robin guilty. Williams. Poor, Ro- I can't even say it. poor Robin Williams. You rich fuck with your problems. <laughs> yeah, man. Fuck you. It makes right. me want to cry. I, I am crying now. <laughs> but no, man. Like shit. But we're saying the same fucking thing. Right. Mm. Boo hoo. Rich Bill Murray is sad. Maybe he is. Maybe that's maybe that's Robin Williams. That's Robin Williams. Maybe that's Robin Williams. I'm a judgmental prick, dude. I but I I had the <laughs> but, same moment. I did the same thing. I did the but same. That's, but Robin same Williams thing. is a person with character and someone that we love and has like what he's not a vapid, shallow person. So maybe it's just being judgmental about people that are shits. Like there are assholes everywhere. There are poor assholes and rich assholes. Ever watch don't No Reservations? A, just don't be a fucking ass. Anthony Bourdain's an asshole. He's occasionally quite an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. But like you know, you know what I'm saying though is it's it is really easy to do I, that thing. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I think as part of this, rich people and their problems, and so and so had you know same problems that we all do. I think the difference for me is they have so many more resources than right. the normal person. But they're all okay. Sorry. So like, yeah. But they also I mean, just take advantage of your resources, like. But, but they also don't have genuine interactions because their wealth and fame it's all make them valuable yeah. to other people. So part of I think okay, this I know this now we're in the weird mm. weeds, but right. but if you're Brad Pitt and someone comes up to you and is nice to you, are they nice to you because they like you as a person or are or they nice to you because you're Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt? And they love Fight Club, right? And if that's yes. and if that's all well, I know Brad Pitt's a weird example because he's also an awesome guy. But like if in if all of your interactions in your life are you going like okay what do you want or i don't know if you really like me you've suddenly become more isolated like you and we're all poor all of us are poor mm-hmm. right none of us are famous or anything I but our interactions are sorry go ahead i think that's devaluing their intellectual ability to determine who is out as their actual friend and who is just out to get something like you know you know, as a poor person, you'll know mm-hmm. as a rich person if somebody wants something from you or not. I don't know. People still want something from me as a poor person. It's just the thing that yeah. they want from me is different. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, here's here's my here's what I'm trying to do. I've been I've been working on myself this year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 2019. I've got my. I love how you say it like it's something stupid. It's not. Okay, yeah. I'm working on myself this yeah. year. So I'm reading a book called Unfuck Yourself. So. Rich <laughs> people and their problems. Okay. People and their problems. Yeah, That's know. what we're watching. Yeah. The I think the rich the rich people comes from. I am utterly guilty of this too, but it's that chip on your shoulder. 
where it's like, I'm not rich, you are, we are enemies. But that's not, that's not a good way to think. And I think that was a big part of my click when mm-hmm. I watched this movie, when I just, I stopped watching, I, I, at no point was I watching it as like this rich actor with problems. Oh, this spoiled princess who's married to the, she's married to a big photographer. Why isn't she out partying and having a good time? I was watching just two people suffering. Mm. And I don't, you know, like what if she'd, okay, if we'd watched this movie, right? And they go there and Scarlett Johansson, they get there and Scarlett Johansson's par- uh, husband goes out and he shoots his things and she goes out to Japan and she has all these deep realizations about Japan and, you know, she connects with Bill Murray, but it's mostly just connecting like, isn't Japan great? I love Japan. And Bill Murray's like, oh, I love Japan too. I'm going to go home and be with my wife. W- and what are we watching? We're just watching people on vacation having a good time. And then instead of watching people on vacation having a bad time? Right. They're not... Do they learn anything if they just have a blast and they absolutely ca- they realize that Japan's a pretty cool place? But that's I'm not yeah honestly it's a different I'm movie, though. I'm that's not it is it is a different movie. It's like it's go ahead sorry yeah she has no autonomy as a person without a man. Yeah, but Bill Murray that's something that pisses Bill, me off about this. How movie. about this though? Wait, wait, stop. Bill Murray has no autonomy as a person without her. What? What? So, so they need each other. It's not a man-woman thing. It's a person. Codependency thing. is it's, not fun to watch. Then I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I think it's. I don't. It, hmm. Wait, is it? Is needing people codependency? Are we all? Oh, fuck, I don't know. oh my god! How about no man is an island? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I stand on my own two feet and I don't need anyone. No bullshit. Nah, yeah. Evolution says no. Right. Uh, by the way, everyone, read Sebastian Younger's new book, Tribe. Very illuminating. <laughs> Get it at a library near you. But seriously, like, co- codependency is one thing where it's like, I'm I'm dead without you. But every once in a while, you're like, I can't. I'm sorry, I can't get up this fucking hill. And then someone comes along and they're like, Dude, I am having real trouble with this hill too. And you're like, Right on. Do you want to try to do this hill together? For sure. Right. And then at the end of this movie, they hit the top of the hill. And he says goodbye, and then they move on with their lives. This is a story of a fucking really hard hill that lasts for a week, and two people who could not get up it, but to but together they did. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, if this movie had ended with like, I'm never they get to, if they got together. They got at together. The end, I would no, have been then I'm with you. Then I'm fuck this movie. Fuck this movie. But no, that's not it. It's it's people taking shelter for a time in each other's company. Except the ex- she could have gone home. What's she gonna do at Clear. home? Whatever she's not gonna not do in Japan. What's like I don't know. Yeah, but that's what I'm. And s- he stays an extra three days because he met her, so he's staying in the. In and the he storm. learns something hmm. from it. What is okay? Bill Murray goes home to Lydia. He's like, I gotta get out of Japan. Goes home to Lydia. He's no he different. Is, He's yeah. no different in the beginning. Charlotte's like, ah, listen, Japan really wasn't for me. I made a mistake. She flies home. She doesn't learn anything at all from Bill Murray or from her experience. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Did you? Are you looking up? What are you doing here? The Bechdel test. Ooh, mm. Allison Bechdel. Uh, go see Fun Home. One more weekend left in Traverse City. <laughs> By the time this goes up, no. No, I know. Allison Bechdel wrote Fun Home, the graphic novel, which is the Tony Award-winning musical that that they're doing at the Old Town Playhouse. So I need. I'm sorry. This is Allison Bechdel. This is the mm-hmm. Bechdel test. Right. Okay. Do what you're gonna do. So the Bechdel test is a measure of the representation of women in fiction. Hmm. It asks whether a work features at least two women who talk to each other about something other than a man. 
The requirement that the two women must be named is sometimes added. There's so, this movie fails de facto because there's only one female character. Do you count the, the phone call the phone. to her friend? Do you no. count the other actress? Do I you don't. Count Anna Ferris. There's a lot of there's a lot of women in this movie, but I would do say. They, do the two of them speak? No. Actually, Anna Ferris pretends she doesn't exist when she first meets That's her. Right. Oh, she like, oh, oh, your oh, wife. Hi. John. Hey, John. You're my favorite photographer. You're the only one I want to shoot me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but like, okay, here's what I'm saying. So this fails the Bechtel test is what you're saying? Absolutely. It I fails so. the Bechtel test. But for me, honestly, I'm, I genuinely would consider this movie. If someone were to ask me, like, chips on the line, like, name, list the full cast, the full important cast of this film, it's Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson, and no one else matters. Everyone else is interchangeable. Yeah, absolutely. You could make Charlotte unmarried easily. The phone calls home to Lydia don't count. She's never on, and she only really exists to aggravate Bill Murray. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Japanese. Who else do you have? You have the publicist, but she's being fake the whole time, so that she's not really a character. You have the prostitute. She's not really oh a, a funny scene. Dude, though. it's hilarious. Hey, do you want to? Okay, we're oh on big God. topics, and we're. I think we're swirling a little. Do we want to hit some notes from the actual sure. yeah. film? It's all right. Okay. At least we're aware that we're swirling. Coppola's Coppola Tokyo. The opening scene when yeah. they're driving is, I I wrote down captivating, hypnotic, and gorgeous. If there's one thing I don't think you can ever take Coppola to task for, it is her visual style. She has a great eye, and she really does show you beautiful stuff. Does she work with the same um, cinematographer? I don't know. I did not look that up. Um, So I have mostly I just because I was trying to watch the movie, too. I Mm -hmm. mostly just took bits that really hit me. And one of them is the first time we see... Bill Murray, he he's sitting on the edge of his bed in his slippers and he's got jet lag and he can't sleep. So the next shot is him at the bar with a cigar and a whiskey. And he just looks beat. He is so He's not even enjoying the whiskey. No, he's so dog tired. He's like he's holding the cigar. He, it's really interesting because he's holding the cigar across his body. So the shot is actually kind of confusing at first. You're trying to figure out what you're well, looking yeah. at. So he's got his cigar and he's got his scotch and he takes a puff of his cigar. And he takes a drink, and we hear people. We hear voices, and it's like, oh, "Bob, it's not. No, it looks like him. It looks. Like, it's not him, is it? Bob. Hey, you Bob, Bob Harris. Bob Harris. Which is like, okay, you want the bill in real life. Bill Murray's like, hey, what's up, guys? But can you imagine if you were fucking exhausted? Okay, imagine you're exhausted. You're sitting at a bar, and you hear Matt, uh, Carl, Carl, Carl Hartley, Carl Hartley, and they're trying to get you to look because if you look, then it's you, right? So you're like, it's three o'clock in the morning in Japan. You're jet lagged as fuck, and people are are shouting your name to see if you respond the way a dog would. But why are they shouting my name? Because I'm rich and I've made myself mm-hmm. popular, and I've put my. That's part of the rich whole. Rich people problem. No, 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 no. Problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. No, that's diff- you're. You're an actor. You're you're worldwide famous. Yeah. You've oh. made your living in the. Oh, I get it. No, a- yeah. actors aren't entitled to any privacy or personal oh, space my gosh. or time. I know. No, they're fucked. Is it? I don't, know. I don't know. Okay, do we treat actors like a public commodity? Actually, I had this exact thought this morning. Well, wow, this is hurting my brain. No, I know. I had this exact thought this morning because I woke up and I was like, you know who I'd love to meet before I die is Bill. I'd love to meet Bill Murray. And I'm like, he's getting pretty old. Where can I go meet him? And then I, I stopped and I'm like, wait a minute. Bill Murray doesn't 
have to do anything that allows me to meet him ever. What right do I have to right. go meet Bill Murray? But everyone does that. Even famous people do that. They want to go meet other people. They want to meet people. Yeah. Right. But what I'm saying is like, I was like, all right, where do I, where do I go to meet Bill Murray? And I'm like, that's weird. He's not a roadside attraction. Right. He's, he's not like human. going to see Mount Rushmore. Right. Like I, you can go if he's if he wants to go and do an event or something, I can go and look that up. And oh, is it a Comic Con in San Diego? Maybe, Maybe I'll go to the Comic Con yeah. and see if I can get a get a handshake. But you know, like the idea that I can wake up and be like, you know, uh, oh, I thought Barack Obama was pretty cool. So uh, where's he at? I want to go meet him. I don't have any right to do that. He's a human. He's a person. Mm-hmm. Like he's a he's a famous person who's done a lot of really public things that are really enjoyable, and he's a big part of my childhood and blah blah blah. But I have no claim to him. Mm-hmm. That's. He's he's the same as me. He's exactly the same as me. He's just a more famous, funnier, more. Well, I feel like I would be more the handsome. Bill Murray than the Bob, though. If someone it's three a.m. and someone's like Carl Hartley, Carl, are you Carl Hartley? I'm like, I am. I'm sorry, guys. I'm super tired, but if you need a picture or something, that's totally fine. Like, right. come on over. So, thank you for thank you for helping me have a lifestyle that I have right. because right. you buy tickets. And to there my are movie. people who do that. So thank you, yeah. Kevin Smith, Joe Rogan. Yeah. Those people are go. They they talk about it too. They're like these people pay my pay my bills. I go Fuck way yeah, out man. of my way. But I think it's also important to recognize that we have no obligation Zero. as people. Yeah. Right. So like honestly, let's you and I are mega guilty of this. Friends call us. Hey, do you want to go for drinks tonight? No. We have the right to say no. And honestly, n- we always do. <laughs> always say <laughs> we no. We do. Yeah, but like, I'm pretty, like the worst can you imagine if it was midnight and our phone rang and it was like, come on down to the bar? Fuck no. Can you imagine if you felt obligated to do I that? I did tell your sister, though, that whenever she, the first time she calls me to like come out, that I'm Done. coming right, cool, out. Cool. So, <laughs> anyway, I, she hasn't taken me up on it in like does. a year, though. She's got <laughs> one busy woman. Holy yeah. shit. So, She's I mean, currently starring in a show and just did auditions for the show that she is directing right now mm-hmm. while in a and show. And she's running. And she's run, yeah, doing everything. Pleasanton. Right? So. Yeah, she's running a full bakery. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh she runs Pleasanton Bakery? Yeah. Rock and roll. That yeah, place is awesome. I was trying to figure out why I saw her covered in flour at Leftwood like, all the time. <laughs> You're always covered in flour. <laughs> um, and then I walked in one day and I was like, oh my God, everything makes sense now. Yes, it all clicks. <laughs> <laughs> so I have... There's two Suntory bits that are basically back to back, which I think are hysterically funny. Mm-hmm. The first Suntory commercial. When he's sitting in the he's sitting in the chair. Yeah. Okay. Bird, that's such an old bit. Bird doesn't like awkward. Oh stuff. no, that's was, very awkward that's too. It's pure oh, awkward. So mostly this is you don't have this is for you, Carl. What yeah, yeah. did you I'm think of the commercial? Uh, the one where he's sitting and and uh, and he's being directed to. What do you want me to come from the right, left and he's or like, from the right? Ask or, him, yeah, and he's. You know, like Japanese, Japanese, Japanese. I'm right, speaking right. Japanese, Japanese, so, Japanese. So my first, my first note is that is an old bit mm-hmm. that they're doing there. The 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 Japanese person or the the foreign language speaking person speaking for a long time, and then he says, uh, "Hold your hat." That can't be all that he's just said. Like <laughs> that's an old bit, but it's a classic bit, and it works. And I think it does work here because Bill Murray is being very Bill Murray in that moment. Like, N- okay, well, so ask him, does he want me to come from the left or It seems like he said right? a lot more than it's, that. It seems like he said a lot more than that. I do like this scene a lot, and I think there's actually a fun moment there um, where she, she says, what do you say? So he, do it again, but slower with more intensity. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really funny because Francis Ford Coppola and George Lucas are very good friends. And one of the things that George Lucas is famous for saying all the time on the set of A New Hope mm-hmm. is like, all right, cut. All right, do it again, but faster, more intensity. All right, cut. Do it again, but faster, more intensity. Like, 
a that, thousand times a day to do it again, but faster with more intensity. That's a, a and, note. And that's Sophia a, Coppola says slower with more intensity. And mm-hmm. I was just like, <laughs> digging at George Lucas. Ah, you got to tell you, dig at George Lucas. And I thought that was fantastic, actually. There's a little bit of physical acting that I love on the second take mm-hmm. when Bill Murray turns and he, he picks up the whiskey glass and puts it in his right hand. Then he goes, for a good time. And he looks like up into the left and his eyes just move wander he's just like for a good time <laughs> and then he turns to the camera and he goes make it a suntory time and he takes a drink but just that like you can see he's like oh my god it actually that same beat which is like how do you make it more intense you look around <laughs> for a long time and it's just it's, it's hilarious just because, because he's looking he's in looking random right, places yeah. and then when he takes a drink he like lowers his chin way down and looks through his brows when he drinks to add intensity this comes back at the suntory photo shoot yes which i think is fucking hysterical well, it's, all, it's, it's Bill Murray improving, like, yeah. and that's what, why that's funny. It's just, it's again, oh I would God. watch Bill Murray read the fucking phone it's book and so, find it hilarious. So, so what is it that he says? It's like, be more like. He's like, uh, 007. Double, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Was, and he goes, Sean Connery. He goes, no, uh, no La Jamor. La Jamor. And he's like. I've always no. been more of a Connery guy. Roger no. Moore. Roger Moore. And he hits him. He's like, okay. But then he man. does a Roger Moore, which is fantastic. Like, when, I like when he comes the over with the gun. Bobbles. He's the like, finger gun? Yeah, he finger guns him. He's wobbling. But, dude, some of the best stuff that is like, put. Bird actually ran into this at a professional photo shoot where she was doing some modeling. Like, can you put your put your hand close to your face? And he's like, like do you like do you want what do you want me to do what is it that you want what <laughs> so then there's like shot after shot of him with like a clenched he just fist. Has like a fist by yeah. his face, like by his face he's got his fist so he's awkward, just, it's weird. the weirdest yeah. shit you've ever seen and the guy's like great great click 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 and he runs through like more more do you mean you want to do more or more roger more <laughs> more or more 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 roger more and he's like that's <laughs> dude it's so fun and then no, when it's he's, a great scene but bird actually did have a photography be like delicately rest your fingers against the side of your face and you know like the sh- it's the, the, most awkward. the shots oh are beautiful God. the only weird one is that one because mm-hmm. it's like what, what are you doing what did why is this is why this what is she you're touching in? her face right now mm-hmm. who knows like it's snowing like fuckadilly I know. i'm loving it dude I, we haven't had a good snow and i'm i need it a little bit for my soul mm-hmm. but like like this this thing no one no ever one does, does that. It reminds me of Ricky Bobby in Talladega Nights. I don't, I don't know, know what, what to do, do with, with my hands. hands. <laughs> okay, so that is... I, I, what I want to hit really quick, if I can, is I want to hit some of the shit that I thought was really funny. I thought that was funny. Lip My Stocking is one of the funniest fucking oh scenes I've ever seen. The best goddamn seen. scene in the whole fucking movie is him, like, the massage. How about you just go and tell, tell him that you came and did the massage? I did the massage, and I had a great time. Lick my stocking. Lip. She goes, lip, because it's rip. Right. Lip my stocking, and he goes, he's just shaking just, his head. He's like, no. I don't I don't know what you're saying. I don't get it. And she's like, lip it like this. And he goes, rip your stocking. <laughs> lip my stocking. And he goes, oh, oh no. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> She hits the ground and her legs are yeah. like kicking. Oh, Mr. Harris. Like a Mr. turtle Harris. on its yeah, back. Yeah. No, no, don't touch me. Don't touch me. And he goes, okay. And he comes over and he's like, she's like, help, help me, me help up. Me. And he goes, all right, all right. And then she, t- the second they Let touch. Let me go. She clamps on his arm and she wraps her legs around his leg. Let me go. And he goes, gladly. Gladly, gladly. gladly yep. She's like, let me go. No, no, Mr. Harris. And he falls into the fucking the lamp. Oh, yeah. And the lamp hits the ground and shatters 
He's, she's dra- she's clinging to his leg and he's dragging her around the room. So Bird asked me last night. She's like, "What the fuck are they doing?" And I was like, "I was like, well, <laughs> this is like a this is like the rape fantasy sex yeah. worker thing, and and that's in in Japan." Okay, brief sidebar. I read an article. Oh, go ahead. You have a thing. I want yeah. you to get it. So we've been watching so many fucking rape movies for this show. <laughs> Danielle was laugh. coming out of the bathroom while that scene was happening, and she's like. Not another one. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is not it's another one. It's not it's another a one. I'm doing a bit. It's funny. And she just looked at me. She didn't even smile. She's, she's like, like, it's not funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, is this like... Mm-hmm. And went into the kitchen. She's like fucking us so, so over it. Oh, well, it's so mad at like, you. It's almost like, a, like, oh, yeah, is this like when Max was talking about, quote, tasteful rape scenes? Right. And I was like, <laughs> it's like, no, it's. I swear it's a bit. It's not that. It's, it's a, a bit, bit and it's hilarious. She's just like, no, you, no, just... So Jesus. a long time ago, I read an article, and I've always I keep coming back to it. It's from like 2015, where Japan was having a huge. It's, it's it was an article in like some like entrepreneur mag. It was a weird magazine, but uh, they were doing. There's a problem in the Japanese porn industry, which is they can't get men. There's like a mil. They they did this. They broke it down by stats, and it's like one in four women in Japan has appeared in a pornographic film. Like Jeez, they have a wow. huge glut of female performers. And most of their underwear is in vending machines. Yep. Yeah, you can do that by panties and socks too. Yep. But like, they can't. They're Man. having a lot of trouble what a getting. Boon. They're they're having a, a lot of trouble getting male performers in. So what's happening is a lot of. Female, I know, right? That's what I was. I was like, Bert, listen, there's big money in this. But um, a lot of fe- female Japanese porn stars are moving to the states to be in the U.S. porn industry, and they interview interview one of the women, and they're like, "So what? Why? Why did you come over here? What is it about like America that you were into, or the American porn scene?" And they were, she was saying like, "Well." In Japanese porn, and in, this is again, this is her talking, not me. Right. But she's like, in the Japanese culture and in Japanese porn, and I mean, <laughs> viewers, go watch some Japanese porn and you'll see what Ooh. I'm talking about. But mm-hmm. there is this thing where the women always look uncomfortable, they're submissive, or they're in pain, or they're yeah. scared, or they're meek. It's it's very much about like, no, oh, uh, uh, like when they're fucking, like in America, it's like, yes, yes, no, fuck this with your like, Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I would Japan, still like, say there's some of that, like, I, pain, right. oh, yeah, so I mean, big. It's starting well, to come yeah. over, but but there is that, like, yeah, give me your big dick, right? Where it's like, I'm you're, you're fucking and it might be violent, but everyone's like, yeah, let's fuck. But she, her big complaint was that the Japanese culture—it's like they all men like the not all men obviously—but she's saying like in the, the the portrayal in porn is like these really meek. Oh no, don't don't do it, don't do it. Mm-hmm. And that's what we see in Lost in Translation. So I like ran bird through that, and she's like, ah. she's like, ah. And then she, I, did you, what did you think of that scene, Boo? Mostly, I think you were just so uncomfortable. She hates awkward, dude. Yeah. Awkward is like her because he, he's awkward and does like I don't want to be in this it's situation. Fucking hilarious. And I didn't she's order like this at massage. Eleven. Dude, oh yeah. Bill Murray like hits the deck when he <laughs> goes through that lamp. He falls hard. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> he just killed Bill Murray. Murray. <laughs> <laughs> it's one. It's. I mean, okay. Whatever else you could say, like that scene is pretty funny. Um. What did you think of Bird had a What did you guys think Of the Scarborough Fair The the weird like American oh. jazz band In so, the Japanese no, there's a, I have a weird Sort of It's not even a guilty pleasure But like Japanese covers Of like Of songs And the weird Take on it So yeah I was like Oh It's the Scarborough Fair And it's a weird Japanese version of it And like their karaoke And all that Like it's such a Interesting 
because they're they're enamored with with American like films and music and things right. like that, and they karaoke is such a huge thing. This was this was a jazz band. It wasn't karaoke. Right, but rockabilly is huge oh, in yeah. Japan. Oh yeah, huge, huge, huge. And so is American jazz. Yeah, yeah. So I I kind of I love that mashup of culture where it's it's so fucking weird because you recognize it. Oh, that's. Is that just what in my, is that? Is that just no, in my head? Hmm? Okay, so there's that's somewhere else. Okay, yeah. some other sound. Okay, but it's such an interesting like mashup of things that it's like, I don't know. I, I kind of love it. I do too. Yeah. I love really love. It's Sausalito is the name of the band. Oh, fucking fantastic! <laughs> um, there's a weird thing in the script. Sausalito shows up a lot more, and at the end, there's a different. Oh, actually, no, they do it because it's too. the lead singer that he ends up having sex with, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the film, there is a different band playing, and you get this sense. That like if Bill Murray stayed here forever, it would be him at the bar forever, a different band every week, mm-hmm. and that's just because this is just like what Japan is. So in a in a weird way, the bar the bar that he goes to the lounge is like a rut. Well, the bar is also another character in this movie in a, in a big way. Yeah, it definitely is. I, in fact, if I'm entertained at all, it's it's it all takes place in the bar for some reason. What time are we at? Just curious. I work at three. Twelve forty eight. Okay. okay. Um. So I wanted to, we can jump over that. Bird had a note about the flower arranging when Charlotte goes to do the flower arranging. Mm. Um, in the sc- uh, so in the screenplay, when you read the screenplay, there's a very clear note, which is like Charlotte tries to do flower arranging and oh. hers don't, they just don't they look don't as work. good as yeah. everyone else's and she doesn't really feel anything for it. And Bird, I was like, oh, that's, yeah, it's interesting. But Bird was saying like flower arranging in Japan is. It's a big thing. It's like, it has rules and there's like it's taken very seriously so it's mm-hmm. like a massive cultural touchstone which I thought was interesting because we see the Buddhist we see the Buddhist monastery we see the arcades which is actually also a big thing especially in Tokyo huge um, I thought it was weird a- that she just like stumbled into the flower arranging class and the lady just takes her over and just doesn't give her any guidance she's like put it there all together go. well she thinks I think the lady thinks she's here for the class so she's like oh you must know something and then she's like well okay put the flowers in the yeah thing. she's like this goes here and she's like yeah yeah, do that, yeah, dummy. I want but, to be an idiot abroad so bad in I Japan. I do too, kind of. Fuck, man. The, oh, oh, measuring flicks Japan trip 2021. <gasps> 2021. Yes. 2021. Oh my god, I'm gonna wear the highest heels ever. Bird can wants we, to be tall. Can we wait to watch Enter the Void until we go to Japan because that movie takes place in Japan? I don't want. Do we want to see it before we go, or do we want to see it after we come back so after we're not we terrified back. the whole yeah, fucking let's time do it we're afterwards. in Japan? Yeah, yeah. yeah let's yeah, put let's a oh my brakes on that one. Boo. Guys, I really want to fucking go to Japan. This this gives us time to plan it. Yeah, we have and we'll time. do a lot by then. We'll have our live feed all set up. Correct. We can do a measuring fricks live from Japan. We could. Oh, and we're gonna do all God. the Godzilla movies and shit. Oh my like, God. Guys, listen, I just did a power cleanse. <laughs> <laughs> you had me too. I was like, Ooh. my my. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. My dad um, was just recently there, and he was like, "It's amazing." It's really weird though, because my dad's not that tall. He's five foot nine, and he says he's like you. You know that you're going to be taller than people. He's like, I was like a foot taller than everyone. I was like, that's a real thing. That's not like. I'm and Bill Murray's so tall, right? Bill Murray's like six yeah. one or six two. Um, okay, so Johansson didn't seem much taller than what? anybody though. D-d-d-d- no, she's maybe very, she's very tiny. She is. She's very short in real life. What was I gonna? Oh, okay. Here's a line that I love. Mostly the. I just want to go through in order. Okay, so. When John goes off to shoot, yeah, we're like right in the sweet spot, yep. hour and a half. When John goes off to his shoot and he 
doesn't want her along. No, he's like, oh, with this crystal, the band got it here. Have a yeah, good time. Like, oh, ah, you'll, you'll be bored. You'll, you'll be, be bored, fine. right? And then like, hey, I'm gonna go meet her for drinks, and like, oh, I'll come. Oh, did, did you want to come? A lot of John's dialogue is keeping her locked in this room. Right. Um, but there's this great line at the very end where he's like, it'll be, be bored. I'll be working, and you know, and and I I love you, you know. Oh God, I love you so much. That's yeah. the line, though. Yeah. That I wrote it down like verbatim because when oh, I right. saw that, I saw I I wrote down. Oh, she's tiny. They kiss, and oh my God, she's these, five three. Five three. <laughs> Holy shit. She's very short. I I could bounce her on my knee like a child. <laughs> she's so bad. She's so badass in them. They're Marvel movies too. Yeah, she's a great um, Black Widow. I think she's perfect. She's, I want to see her fucking movie. Is she's what I want to per- see. see a Black Widow standalone yeah, for that's sure. What I an R-rated see. one too, yes. where she's working, yes. where she's doing the Back real agents of working, shit. Man, or I want to see her when that, she's when working, she's working for with Russia. Russia. Yeah, 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 I want to see yeah, her go yeah. do some like political assassination shit, dude. Somewhere between Man from Uncle and Atomic Blonde, but starring Scarlett Johansson, set with what her as Black Widow. Fuck yes. That's what I want. Yeah. The chick who plays Katniss Everdeen. Uh, oh, 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 uh, Red Sparrow. Do? Yeah. Red Sparrow is kind of, that's what they were saying is like, it's kind of the Black Widow movie that everyone wants to see. We never watched With it. way Did more sex. Oh, wow. No, we didn't, but uh, we should. We should. Because well, I heard there it's really will be good. sex in the. In Red Sparrow. Oh, in the R rated. Yeah. Well, dude, that's what I loved. That's why. Brief sidebar. Yeah. That's why, like, you watch all these X Men movies and you're like, these are pretty good. And then you watch Logan and you're like, that was Whoa. a masterpiece. Yeah. And it's because that there are characters that demand an R. Mm-hmm. I would never go and see a PG-13 Punisher film. Fuck no. They After, tried it and it didn't work. Right. Like you gave me like, codename Wolverine. I'm like, oh wow, this sucks. And then you're like, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to make this rated R as hell. We're going to wring every single R-rated thing out of it that we can, but we're also going to... Tell an amazing story. Rated R, rated R isn't just for... I mean, in the horror movie world, sometimes it is it's just like, for just blood. For, yeah. But in the R-rated, making an R-rated movie means you get to tell exactly the story that you want with no cuffs. It's and funny because R means restricted, but it completely it unrestricts you as a, you filmmaker. As a filmmaker. I I still stand by the I I would say Logan is in my top ten films of all time. I put it I literally put it in the same class as like The Godfather yeah, and it, movies like that. It's it's a masterpiece. It's a fucking masterpiece. Oh, Manic Grin, what's up? The average peak, the peak average height for men in Japan is five six. Five six. Yeah. Oh, so I'll be tall. Oh my god. I'm so, um. I'm so excited. I am a giant. Let's go. <laughs> how, how tall are you? Five eleven and oh a half. My god. So am I the shortest? No, you're shorter than me. You're delighted. Oh, she's so delighted. Bert I love is, it. Bert has always had a thing about wanting to be really tall. Like it's <laughs> always really we kind of make this trip happen. Danielle would be even tall. Even how tall is Danielle? What? Five, like five foot four or something. No, she's not that short. Five six. Five six. Yeah. Okay, so she'd be the average height. She'd be like for a man. For a man. Rock and roll. <laughs> um, I'm gonna right. wear like the highest heels. I'm gonna be a giant test. It's gonna be great. People are gonna be asking That's you for your autograph. You know that, right? Yes. Like, yeah. Oh my god, I That's get to be famous in Japan. Wait, I'm big in Japan. Isn't yeah, that Tom a, Waits. Tom Waits song? Um, Look at me knowing Tom Waits. <laughs> Look at me knowing Tom Waits. <laughs> Fast notes. I love their wild night Wait, out. Why am I going to get asked for my autograph? Because you're tall. Because you're tall and you probably look like a... Uh... Like a movie star? You do a little bit. Actually, I saw Especially a model. Especially if you hold your hand like by this. The way. <laughs> I saw a model today that looks exa- almost exactly like you on Instagram. Um, Is she a porn star? Because I follow her. <laughs> uh, no, she's not. 
Oh my god, I've seen her too. I can't remember her name, but I know you exactly. You follow a porn star that looks like yourself? That's kind of amazing. That's great. I just stumbled across her. I was like, oh my god, we could be sisters. Except her boobs are like way bigger than mine. Strip club. Any notes? Uh, I love that it doesn't last very long. Yeah, <laughs> me too. But I think so do Bob and so do Charlotte. No, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. I love that they're like, oh, they're all here hanging out and they're like, you want to go? It's one of my yeah, let's it's get one out of here. my favorite strip yeah. club scenes because a lot of times like strip club scenes pop up to be like a lascivious like yes. a way to fit tits into your movie. Right, but this is the opposite of that. Right, which is like uh where are the guys? And you're like they're getting private dance lessons and then you see and there's something that they both recognize as gross. Mm-hmm. Cuz what they do is they go on this they go on this wild night out with the boys. And the first time, the first wild night out, awesome. Yeah, Everyone karaoke, they're hanging out, karaoke, it's great. Yeah. Right, they get chased out of a bar. And then the <laughs> second night, because and so what's happening is they go out with these people and they dive below the surface. Mm-hmm. They're no longer on that like, like, oh my God, power cleanse. They go one level deeper right. and they're hanging out with these guys, right? And they're skimming along and they're like, they've they're they're heading down together. They're going into the depths and they're discovering this. Then night number two, they go out. And the friends plateau at like, <laughs> let's get danced on by strippers. Right. And Charlotte and Bob are like, yeah. let's go deeper. I do love when they Maybe. leave, <laughs> when when Bill Murray tips the dance. She's like, thank thank you. Thank, thank you, you very much. Right. Look, because she's upside down. Upside down. Yeah. Thank you very much. And then he leaves. Um, one of my, I'm almost to the end of my notes. So mm-hmm. let me just get through them real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of my favorite bits is at the end when he calls. Char- the two awkward cheek kisses are awesome. I love those on the elevator. Um, he's they get to her, his floor. He gives her a kiss goodbye on the cheek. It's kind of awkward, and then he goes and it's the door closes. Mm-hmm. They go up one more, another awkward cheek kiss. She gets down or gets out. He goes down, goes into his room. End of scene. And then I think that we touch back on that later at the end because that kiss was so awkward and that honestly i think the kiss at the end is so naturalistic or you didn't like it okay well before i get there let me do the phone call bill murray calls her room and he's like so charlotte i'm in the lobby leaving now and i was gonna ask for my jacket back but you're not there so i guess this is goodbye so i hope you enjoy my jacket which you stole (laughs) yeah i Funny. No, I love it. Funny line, funny dialogue. I wonder if he improved that. Did he? I don't know, but mm-hmm. I do know that the ending, the actual ending, like when you when people well, talk when about th- Lost in Translation, they remember the he. The, you don't know what he whispers in her ear was is the big mystery of Lost. Well, in we Translation. looked it up in the screenplay. Is it? He doesn't stated? say anything. He whispers in his ear, or he whispers in her ear in the original. Mm-hmm. In the original screenplay, he's she's. she's yeah, I think they improved. They improved it all. She's crying. In the original screenplay, she's crying, and he goes, why are you crying? And she goes, I'll miss you. And he goes, I'll miss you, too. That's what he says. Oh, wow. They kiss. They hug. He leaves. It's a total, like, flat flat ending. So I think Bill Murray murmuring in sh- Go ahead. He ad-libbed that. Did he? Yeah. I'm oh, not wow. surprised. I'm not su- the uh The phone call? The, the stealing my, my jacket? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all. I- Bill Murray's a genius, yes. dude. Like, we shouldn't even be surprised. Um, But... I think that, okay, now let's talk about this because this is the moment that everyone talks about in Lost in Translation. He, what they, what he, he and Scarlett Johansson, basically what you see is all, is they were just like, I don't like this ending, we're going to do this instead. I'm sure that Sofia Coppola had some input, but Mm -hmm. she ended up rolling with this rather than what she wrote, which is Bill Murray comes up, kisses her, hugs her close. No, he hugs her close first. Whispers in her ear. And he murmurs something in her ear that we do not hear. 
Now there's like lots of weird conspiracy. You can go on YouTube and they'll boost the audio and like clean the audio up so you can kind of hear what she says. But there's like four different really disparate theories on what he's saying. So I actually like that. I don't. I don't want to know. know. It's right. It's not important because if you know what Bill Murray says, then that's what Bill Murray says, and that's what the end of Lost in Translation means. But if he murmurs something in her ear and you never know what it is, then it's exactly what you need it to be each time you watch the mm-hmm. movie. You, it's a, it is a write your own. The ending. only word that is clear, he says, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's the last word he says. Yeah. He says okay, and she goes okay. Yeah. And then he, they let go of the hug. He kisses her. They smile. And then he backs away from her smiling and she walks off into the crowd and he gets into his car. And I have a note when once Bill Murray gets back in his car, he looks really scared. It's not like he gets back in his car and he's like, da da da, got to kiss a girl and my life right. is better. He gets into his car and he looks like a man who's on his way to the wall. He really does. He looks mm-hmm. terrified. And you, part of what that is, I think, is they had this moment they got up their hill and what he sees in front of him is Lydia and another hill. another hill yeah that's my thought too you know it's he's headed off to back to his <clears throat> life and his relationship and his children who don't want to talk to him and who miss their father there's I mean Lydia's lines however bitchy and catty they are are great like how are the kids oh they miss you but you know I think they're getting used to their father being gone right I want to start eating Japanese food why don't you just stay in Japan then you can eat Japanese food all the time Bob, I got things to do. I got to go. Bye. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I get it. Yeah. That's what he's flying back yep. to. You know what I mean? But I also get where she's coming from. too. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For, and it's it is that it's a it's that weird thing where I mean, we don't have any access to that that story or that place because right. none of us are movie stars. But it is that thing where it's like the husband who travels for work and the or the marriage that grows apart. Mm-hmm. You know, like you you're married. You're you're on the same wavelength. You're clicking for years. But it and. And no one ever thinks it happens to them, but it is this weird story that pops up mm-hmm. again and again where it's like, oh, my God, uh, American Beauty. It's like we used to have fun. There's my, one of my favorite cinema moments of all time is in American Beauty, and it's relevant to Bob and Lydia because it's when Kevin Spacey is like him and his wife haven't fucked in like 10 years. And he gets her and he's like got her in his arms and they hit the couch and she, he's making out with her and like they're about to fuck. They are about to have reconnecting marriage saving sex. They're going to rediscover each other. And she goes cushions. And he yeah. stops and he goes what? And she's got a glass of wine in her hand and she's like I'm going to sp- spill wine on the cushions. And he's like F- you can see it in his face. He's like fuck, fuck the it. cushions. Yeah. And then the moments passed, and they button back up, and their marriage is doomed it's again. It's over, yeah. And it's it is that is utterly like the Bob and Lydia story. I I love it. I and I love American Beauty, especially that moment too. I've, that, this that, is the second time we brought it up recently. American Beauty. We should Beauty. probably watch American yeah. Beauty soon. It's a great flick. Well, Sam Mendes is a fantastic director too. So. Yeah, Casino Royale. Sam Mendes. He's a dude. That movie's genius. He's a genius. You know what's weird? I'm wondering. If yeah, I know. Sam Mendes, <laughs> you can't take anything away from that dude. Casino Royale's a fucking flawless I'm film. I'm only teasing you. I know. We, a lot of the show is exactly it. that. Exactly that. Yeah. But like, um, hand jerk motion. Hand yes. jerk motion. Bye but bye. um, okay. But American Beauty. Keep forgetting people. I can't know. See people us, can't and see we've been us. doing the show for a fucking year. Pause for a moment. Okay. So in your in your head, right? I say American Beauty. You're like, fuck yeah. Yeah. But again, that's a movie about a dude having a midlife crisis, and it doesn't really have a plot. Just saying. But things, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, just saying. I'm wondering because you said you got the macked really hard on I found, this. I found, I found, I found a note. Yeah. Um. 
Uh, there's a stillness that feels very real about most of this film, this film. Maybe I'm just suffering from Coppola overdose. Yeah, we did. We did talk during Virgin Suicides about how we came to the Virgin Suicides in a Sofia Coppola hangover where we'd watched two movies. And I watched these back to back. These are old notes. I didn't like just watch this yesterday. I right. watched the Virgin Suicide so you, on like Monday and I watched Lost in Translation on Tuesday. So you watched that before we, we recorded had our the Virgin Suicides episode. Yes. Okay. So yeah, like, and I think we both, I think all three of us, cause you've been on a couple of these now. Um, all three of us suffered from, Suffered from uh, Marie Antoinette and the Bling Ring back to back. That that was a pretty salty pill to swallow. You know what I mean? And then you get to you didn't see the Virgin Suicides where Carl and I had like a weird breakthrough moment where we're like, oh shit. This is my last note on this movie. Yeah. How if I feel the same way now? I'm not sure. I need to really think about this whole thing because okay. things have happened. Right. In this conversation, but my last thing that I wrote is there needs to be some escapism or even a small point to a movie for it to be worth my time. Mm -hmm. It's like real life isn't good enough. I would rather just then go out to a hotel bar and people watch for two hours and get much more valuable entertainment. Also, how the fuck are you bored in Japan? I kept tagging that back. Mm -hmm. right, right, right. But now I've, mm -hmm. I've understood that now. Like I take that note away in a bit because okay. it's not boredom. It's more like you just can't. That I mean, saw, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that was my sort of my not a thesis for the for how I felt about it, but more like, yeah, there has to be something. Otherwise, I would just go out and and what people watch or something and get more entertainment. Right. We talked about it on some other episode where there's a theatrical movement called realism. Yeah, I don't where, care. I, I, right, and what it was was like if a if a character writes a letter in the play, they would sh have a guy on stage. I'm telling Bird, they'd have a guy on stage write a letter, and you'd watch that. Sometimes it took like if if there was a note like he cleans the house, it'd be like an hour of someone cleaning a house, and they're like, people were people loved it. They like, were don't like, don't you see how real this they're is? Like, they're showing it's you exactly real like when I clean the house. But the whole time, I'm like, fuck. After I go home from watching this movie, I actually have to go clean my house. So I've just done it twice now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's fucking miserable. Exactly. So all right, yeah. That that's your last note. Yeah. I've finished my notes. I do want really quick. I want to make sure that we have. I because I my opinion is I think that. I think the end of Lost in Translation with the murmur, with the kiss, mm -hmm. with that, and then especially with that little touch of denouement with Bill Murray looking scared in the car, I think that that moment, which is famous, and this this movie's fairly well-received and fairly well-loved, mm -hmm. and that moment in particular is always singled out, and I think yes. rightly so. I'm a huge fan of it. I think it's a great cinematic moment. Uh, let me kick it to you mm -hmm. first, Carl. What yeah. did... What is your takeaway on it? And I know that you're. I, this is one. This is one of the the moments that stayed the same for me from the first time I watched it to this time. It's like I think it's a perfect way to end a movie. Okay. Because it's ambiguous, and you you bring it. You already said it. You it, him not saying anything. You fill that with whatever you need to fill that with. It doesn't have to be. Right. I'm going to miss you. I miss you too. And then it's just like, oh, fuck. Right. It stands for all stands, possible goodbyes. This makes it. This makes it. <clears throat> Special and an, and it has become sort of like that, um, like cinema cinema history in a way. Yeah, they do the like the you hundred know, hundred moments hundred in films and like no crying in baseball is one and Which like the kiss of the right, right. the the what she whispers in, what he whispers in her ear then lost in translation and yeah there's a lot of those and it is on that list yeah yeah so all right and, and rightly so I think I think it's a perfect way to end a movie that I didn't necessarily care for but sure and it's yeah. 
All right, bopping over to Bird. Bird, what did you think of the end, that moment? Or were you not? Because Bird kind of like half watched some of it. Um, did you see the end with the, the goodbye, yeah. the murmur? What did you think? Yeah, I remember I was like, how in the fuck did they see each other again? Because I thought that he left the hotel before she did. Hmm. And I was like, how did they possibly run across them, each other again if, if he's in, in a this, car? And, they explain it in the screenplay. She leaves while he's like in the lobby. and mm-hmm. he So he's heading for the door and he's saying all his goodbyes and she goes out the back way and hits the street. So at, And they're not very far from the hotel. They're like a block or two away when he spots he her. He kind of like chases her down and spots mm-hmm. the back of her head. And, yeah. Right. So that was that. But aside from like the logistical Hiccup where you were like, "How did this happen? What did you did that? Did it uh, hit you at all, or were you just a, a like a somewhat interesting moment?" Cannot save this movie for me in any okay. way. So wrap up thoughts. You, I would never watch this movie again. Carl, yeah, I'll probably spend it again. You give it another watch. Yeah, I'm just because of our conversation um, yesterday on the Virgin Suicides, and I I watched this prior to that conversation right i'm wondering if maybe um, i mean i might turn it off 10 minutes in because i'm like nope no, right. it still stands it's, yeah, right. it's exactly you know I mean? as i like, thought it was yeah. right sure 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 yeah. but you know i'm probably give it a year or something yeah, yeah. some Let time because mm. i'm one of the kind of people that when i watch a play especially right i have very i need to sit on a thing for like 48 hours to like danielle was saying that like yeah. you notoriously hate stuff immediately after you've seen it and then love oh my it like God. two days later yeah there's a there's an independent <laughs> uh production of uh, mr burns a post-electric uh, musical which is i really want to see it it's amazing like the simpsons but people retelling it after the apocalypse happens right yeah i left the theater and i was fucking pissed i'm like that was the most fucking ridiculous stupid <laughs> fucking <laughs> I was like angry I was angry at how bad it was but two days later I'm like crying in the car I'm like that's the most amazing piece of work I have ever seen but it took me two days to like suss it all out and like but I was but yeah that happens to me a lot where well, I'm like, I have something similar I often find that I'll because I, I I know I know where I live I know my space which is I watch I love most things mm-hmm. there's very little that I run across where I'm like eh that's not that great usually I find something that I love and right. I love stuff easy it's just how I'm wired and I dig that I do too. Yeah, I think it's a good way to go through life, and yeah. I'm glad that I, this is how I how I operate. Where I'm just like, man, that guitar feedback for an hour was just bitching, you know? Like, but so I'm always I'm always kind of happy when I'm watching art. Yeah. But uh, um, I have had mo- usually what happens to me is I watch I'll watch a movie, and I'm like, that was pretty good. And then over the course of like the next couple months, I'll realize that there's like two or three or four moments that like will not get out of my head. Yeah, they, they sit there. And the, mo- yeah. the, the way that I d- spot, the way that I recognize great films is over the course of like two or three months, I'll, those moments will start to resonate with each other. And that's when I start seeing overarching, overarching metaphors yeah. and where I see symbols. I was lucky with when we watched Unforgiven because I had seen it fairly recently before and it had been sitting for like six months in my head and then I watched it again. And all that started to... It all started yeah. to click, like the the blind kid and all all, all of like the, the symbols, those like big archetypal symbols that Eastwood was working with had been churning in my swamp brain for yeah, like yeah, six yeah. months. Swamp brain. Right, so then when I watched the movie again, I was like... Holy you know my hair's like flying back so but that's that's how oftentimes i experience film is as like five or six powerful moments and then if if the movie is legitimately a great film it's how those moments interact with each other because they stand out for a reason if they just stand out because they're a cool scene then they just stand out because they're a cool scene but if they interact they're great i'm gonna go ahead and say i love john wick 
I think John Wick is like one of the funnest. I think it's one of the best. I think it might be the best action movie like I, that I've ever seen. It's great, but I don't think it's technically a great film. There's a lot going on, but mostly it's a ride. It's yes. a fu- it's a fucking fun Amazing ride. ride. Yeah, but I'm not sure that there's a whole. I'm not sure that I would call it a great film. I love it. It no, doesn't have to be. No, fuck it's not. No. Asking I'll watch that either, movie. Yeah. I'll watch that movie as many times as I can before I die. When, once the doctor's like, "You got a week to live," I'm like, "John Wick, John go. Wick, just keep playing it. We'll spin it. We'll do it. John Wick, Atomic Blonde, John Wick, Atomic Blonde, and I'll die with I'll die with like a Keanu Reeves, <laughs> Keanu Reeves, Charlie's <laughs> Theron double boner. boner. <laughs> that's double how I'll boner. go out. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a, the, I'll, I'll quicken my death by the amount of blood that's not in my heart death and head. By double boner. Damn right. Um, okay, so lost in translation. Wow, that's okay. That's it, man. We went through Sofia Coppola. Dude. We made it, man. Whatever, oh, however, hey. however we went out, we did. We you made know? it through five Sofia Coppola movies in a row. Whew. Yeah, I'm gonna go take a nap after you. Yeah, Man. and now uh, we're in the best part, dude. Like now we get to like watch something like really happy, like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, or like uh, Last Tango in Paris, right? And no, and uh, yeah, or we could, you know what? We could watch something like really laugh out loud, like Blue is the warmest color. Wow, we stacked a month here, Carl. didn't we? Though. <laughs> But, but it's the gateway to season two, which is going to be. It is, and also like a hayride, man. I don't know about you, dude, but I love me a depressing movie. I do. Sometimes I do. It makes me feel better about me. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. I'm so. And I, again, I'm sitting in a pretty goddamn good place right, right. now. Joking aside, I am excited. You can't for these. stop your brain chemistry, though. No, yeah. you can't. I'm. I am excited for these three movies. Yeah, me too. I know that all three of them are definite downers. I'm really looking forward to Last Tango in Paris because uh, my dad refused to let it in the house ever because mm-hmm. I was a Marlon Brando fan. I still am, and I wanted right. to watch everything he ever did. And Last have Tango. you seen it yet? Nope. Okay, neither have I. I, I haven't. But Last seen... Tango lives there, and Last Tango lives in a space of like unicorns and narwhals and shit. Like, right? It's a magic. It's movie a magic that... movie. Like, yeah. So what I'm gonna do is we're gonna do Eternal of the Sun, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind next. I'm gonna do an Amazon order today because I was on the fence about whether or not to buy Last Tango. I really want. There's two versions. There's the theatrical cut and, and the, the NC17, the, the uncut yeah. version. And I can't find the NC17 to rent. So it's seven bucks, but I think I want to. I, yeah. I think it's worth it for the uncut version, and because the way we stacked season two, that's the last movie I'm going to have to buy for a year. For a year, <laughs> ching ching. We're going to do a lot of uh, t- uh, title sharing, and I think it's going to be a lot of like because season screening. two a screening. A lot I think of screening. Season two is mostly screening. I think so. Yeah, sp- we're going to do a lot of uh, spin and. I'm going to I'm going to spoil it real quick. So if you're familiar with Guy Fieri's uh, Dinans, Divers, and Divers, Dinans, Drivers, no, shit. <laughs> Drivers, Diners, and Dives. Dives? Yeah. yeah. That's kind of like what season two is going to be. Yeah. Well, when we get to the the big, we'll do it at the end. We'll tell people right. what season two is, this is first at, the, at the event, the big, our, our big right. end of year gala. Can right. we dress up for that, by the way? Oh, oh I, even God, though we don't have do. a video element. You too. <gasps> we, Facebook should be live by then. We could do Facebook Live. Facebook Live, our award Aww. show. It's going to be awesome. And Bird, you Ooh, have to champagne. be too. Definitely champagne. Will you be one of our presenters? Uh, Obviously, sure. Danielle's gonna have to be. D- yeah, Danielle's sure. gonna have to be on the show. Yeah, we'll get Danielle for the trash factor. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know how there's she'll be giving out handies at the door. <laughs> the gift bag is just the a bag, bag with a hole in the hole bottom of it. Like, if you walk out with the gift bag on your junk, Danielle will <laughs> rock your Danielle world on the way out. That goes doubly for you, Boo. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, let's, let's get, get out, out of here. Um, if you want to drop us a line, measuringflixpodcast at gmail.com. And seriously, if you are a fan of Sofia Coppola, if you're a fan of any of the movies, even the ones we liked, if you're a fan of any of the movies we watched this past month and a week, let us know. I This is a conversation like with the world that I would really love I'd to love have. I'd love to have a mailbag segment on the show. Yeah, we, too. Yeah, someday, it'd be great. Someday. Somewhere out there is our Patreon, is our people, Patreon. who we need yes. to shout out. Thank you so much, John Scheibe, Casey Scheibe, New York City supporters, awesome people. And actually, we didn't do this a couple months ago, but shout out to, um, shout out in our hearts go out to Casey Shiby a couple weeks ago she had a bit of a rough week and we just wanted wanted to let you know we are thinking about you and uh, we hope things are are looking back up and that you guys are back on even keel and the, it was yeah we love you we do we love you I've never met you but you are badass yeah Carl, Carl's repping repping your swag I don't know I don't know keep shout <laughs> mad, mad repping your up. swag uh, I like to thank uh, Danielle Pelshaw for sure. Yeah. For putting up with one more, one not more quite rape quite movie. movie, but thinking it was. <laughs> that face she shot me was just priceless, man. So, so, so. Did, like when your parents are disappointed. In yeah, you? it was. It was that disappointed, like. Mm-hmm. I'm actually. Kind of, mm, I was. Yeah. I was looking at season our original season two, which is now season three, and I was looking at a couple of the months, and I'm like, it's good we're waiting on these. <laughs> Nunsploitation <laughs> yeah. month. I was like. Mm, these are gonna be so hard we can't we can't we can't do it um and then do you want to shout out our alaska you had so much fun shouting him out in the last episode oh i think it's connor sweeney connor sweeney you're a beautiful human and we love you and please come back on our show yes. soon yes we would love to have you on all right everyone that's it for sophia coppola so buckle up for a blue valentine <laughs> we're gonna watch we're gonna watch some shit good shit but sad shit but also Love did I say Marlon Brando's fat dick on one of them? You did. Say it again, though. Say it. Marlon Brando's fat dick.